old and tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it happens. Happens when you're a mad scientist. Zach Gerber. Oh. Hello. Lose, lose my mind, dude. <laughs> yeah, what's up? You were just uh, talking about Skype being awesome. Oh, yeah, like... I literally haven't used Skype since, like, I did an interview with Hankins. So that should give that a good time uh, as far as how long ago it's been. Yeah. And literally you deal with that bullshit where it's like you're trying to remember old passwords and you just keep entering them, entering different ones, different combos of ones. Mm -hmm. Then they send you that alert saying, like, to your email that, like, somebody's, like, trying to access your thing. And you're like, yeah, that's me. And then you got to go through and change all the stuff and yeah so we're here we made it <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we freaking made it how's your day that was good i didn't do shit i'm kind of like chilling right now until hopefully got something going on with core w here pretty soon Ooh. and other than that like holiday shit yeah getting into that time of the year where it's just every freaking weekend every week there's something going on yeah uh so phew this is all like happening super fast with the fact that we got in here at 10 o'clock uh yeah that was uh, that's my bad i'm sorry i was definitely like slacking i literally just pulled something off the printer um it's cool because I, I was printing chain mail like actually like chain links you can print them in a in a strip and i was making like little like bracelets and shit out of them so that's sick I'm using my girlfriend as like a test subject because this fit does this work like <laughs> yeah that's actually pretty cool uh, yeah, one of the benefits of like additive uh, manufacturing, you can literally print links together. It's wild. Whoa. Yeah. How does that even? How does that work? You set them on like a forty-five, so it's like an X. Yeah. So like, and then each one prints like in like holding each other. Oh no! Yeah, it's super way. crazy. It's sick too, because I mean, it's you know, there's no weld, no. I mean, it's plastic, but right it's still cool that's just like one piece no doubt that is pretty sweet uh we'll get into 3d printing though i wanted to first ask you uh what bmx is like for you currently like what's your bmx life like shit man i, don't, I fucking other than like what my friends do and friends of friends you know what i mean like that's all the shit that i see anymore yeah well like riding wise though was what we, am i doing yeah Shit, I want to do a lot more than I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. But it's that same. It's that time of year though too, where it's like, like fall. I was getting like juice. I wanted to like do some shit. You get that like seasonal anxiety that you're like, mm. oh shit, dude, banger season. If I don't fucking do something, I'm gonna have to wait like six months to do it. Yeah. So that's kind of come and gone, and now I'm just like stressing over having to do some fucking like indoor skate park bullshit or something. Yeah, well, I mean, at least Skate Naked down there is, you know, kind of up your alley as far as grinding and all the stuff that they have there. Fuck, dude, fuck no, they lowered the fucking rails there, so you can't even ride them now. What? They're too low for peg height? Yeah, that that was their thing. They wanted to make it more inclusive so everybody could use the rail. Now, like, bikes can't because it's literally <laughs> fucking, like, No way, that ground. sucks. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I barely went there anyways and maybe make, like, my annual trip to raise like once a year yeah do it freaking sunday might be the day since uh they're having that memorial jam for ray yeah dude that's so fucked up yeah seriously 
being yeah, that's all i gotta say like that's fucking awful it's terrible like mm -hmm. ah i don't know how to fucking properly like even uh communicate those words <laughs> i dude yeah i fully get i yeah because every friday i do my like news thing and i yeah. thought oh i'll be fine to talk about it and yeah. just totally was not fine it's fucking insane dude it's insane how many fucking like fucking how long we've been doing this and how many even friends in our scene our contest series like everybody we fucking rode with like how many fucking of our friends died like yeah uh i don't know what the fuck it is man it sucks it's scary too i i don't know if it's just the reality of life or if it's more so who we are like i, I don't know what normal people's lives and how many people experience stuff like this out that don't ride yeah, it's also, too, we do have, like, I mean, shit, man, you got a big-ass following of people, so more people you know, more people you know of more people. That's true. But, like, he was somebody who wasn't, like, uh, a friend of a friend or an associate. Like, you fucking knew him. You've seen him, like, I've fucking known that dude for, like, a fucking decade. I've done shows with him. I fucking talked to him about business shit. Like, he's a fuck, he was a fuck family man, you know what I mean? It's fucked, yeah. dude, like, just yeah. fucked. <laughs> It sucks. It really sucks. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people at Rays on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, there's a Memorial Jam for Ray Fair clow at Rays on Sunday, the 11th. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, you know, be sad and stuff because he definitely wouldn't want that. And uh, I want to talk about you <laughs> that sounds so weird <laughs> no i know but it's a good thing dude like i mean the dude fucking actually low-key he was like one of the sickest dudes like seriously i'm not trying to fucking like talk shit on kevin teats but man when ray would show up is dude i don't know what you're there yeah you're here you're good oh cool like cut out on me i wasn't sure it might be on my end too because my i'm kind of in my back room yeah you're good uh yeah, well, it's just, I mean, the smile when he would come into a session and then absolutely yeah. destroy it is just incomparable. Oh, yeah. Uh, Definitely, like, one of the fucking best dudes ever. I don't know, man. It does suck. Like, there's nothing, no other put it. Fuck sucks. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, you know, how they, they'll talk about how someone was the best dude ever, and they're saying that because, you know, it just feels that way at the time, but Ray was legitimately one of the best dudes ever. So it's just... Oh, yeah. Especially somebody who brought, like, you know, if there's a fucking jam going on and he, like, showed up, he brought the fucking vibe. For real. <laughs> yeah, he seriously did. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, be it Ray's on Sunday, people, and Ray Faircloud is the man. Um, but Man, I'm fucking, I'm so bummed losing so many of my friends and having fucking Ray's jams for them, dude. I literally, like, dude, I can fucking name, like, five friends who, who we've had fucking Ray's jams for who've, like, passed away in, like, recent years. Sucks. I don't, yeah, I don't know whether that's about getting fucking older, like... Well, I you think, started, like, yeah. losing your friends, but I always think that's just, like, people of our personality types who we hang around with, like, I don't know, most people just hang around, get old, and then, like, 
when they hit like their 50s they suddenly just start popping off because like of health issues because they ate like shit for years yeah (laughs) yeah and i think you're onto something there with just the fact that being bmx riders in general too we just know people from everywhere and we know so many more people than i feel like normal people do where normal people who just go to work come home go to work come home have their group of you know however many people they see at work or whatever they do outside of work and then we have an entire freaking country world whatever of people oh yeah it's it's definitely like more impactful we know a lot more people yeah um, in our little niche activity most yeah. people are like oh shit man joey from our fantasy football league <laughs> he passed away like <laughs> yeah you know what i mean They're like oh from what oh he had a heart attack you know what i mean like yep we're the ones who statistically get into like having dumb shit occur because just our you know like i said personalities and yep. shit like that uh your video's frozen so i'm gonna hang out and call you back in one second all right, I'm going to try to get closer to my uh, router, too, so... Okay. Oh, you just came back. What the heck just happened? Hey. No, but you're still... Yeah, see, dude, that's what it was doing on my <laughs> end, too. I don't know what it is. Yo, I'm going to open my door. There we go. Because the radio signals. <laughs> the 5G. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. It was it was doing fine, like, two seconds ago. That was weird. You and now back. it's just like going to shit. So I don't know. Well, this has happened before. I I can hang I up, it. call back, and it'll it should be there for a good time, and uh, it won't matter. Two seconds. I mean, I can just. <laughs> We're making it happen, people. Don't worry. We'll talk about BMX in two seconds. think working yes all right, we're going, okay we're going in the living room we're good come though. on we're going we're going for a walk all right we're let's take an adventure and <laughs> i gotta get closer to the router i think that's like what's going on here at least that's my hypothesis yeah no I'm worries in like, i'm in like my back guest room so it's like fucking fighting with me about it come on ye old computer that's where all the 3d print stuff goes down uh, yeah, that's where I like had my whole like little fucking like workshop set up. Oh yeah, I got the power cords and everything. We're getting All right. dedicated to the craft this right now. This fucking set up here. All right, sweet. Set so up my dining room, way easier. So to talk to bring things, you know, somewhat back to you and talking about BMX. I remember seeing videos of you throughout the progression of things. And I wanted to talk about uh, your evolution as a BMX rider, because you've like done everything, you know, you've been as far as like park riding and everything. Well, (laughs) we'll get to that second, but you've done every type of professional BMX riding that you can do. You've been a professional salary paid rider. You've been a stunt show rider. You've been a stunt show manager. Like you've you've done all of it, and I I don't know. It's it's cool that evolution to you know. Yeah, it was definitely fun. I mean, uh, going from literally you know being a teenager and riding stunt shows, and then 
pro rider bullshit and knowing the ins and out of the industry and obviously like realizing why things don't work for me and (laughs) who I am as a person. And then like, luckily finding like Dorito and shit and being able to ride like shows and then managing shows and doing that for a while was pretty sick. Yeah. It's it's cool because when I first met you was when you were still riding for Redline, And I remember it was funny. We were sitting outside of, I think it was the, the football stadium or whatever it is there down the road from campus rampus where we met where bloodbath came up and uh i remember you being like yeah dude (laughs) just let me know when you're gonna ride like this is my life this is what i do (laughs) and and i'm like damn yeah that is that's sweet and then the talking thinking about the stunt show aspect of it and traveling the whole world or country for that like it's cool that you've literally done every aspect that you can do just about just about, yeah, I mean, shit, maybe one day I'll end up fucking, nah, I won't work for anybody because they get pissed off at me probably. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> like, I'm doing my own shit anyways. Like, I'm kind of paving my own path doing stuff. and Yeah. I don't know. But it's, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. That's also who I am constantly having to, like, evolve whether it was like riding things and preferences that I was like, I mean, I grew up in Pennsylvania riding like skate park trails, street, like riding everything. Mm-hmm. And same with like professions and shit too. Like my biggest problem with like work and stuff is I get fucking bored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I'll get like, Oh, I learned how to do something. Then it's like, Oh, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> it's. And, and yeah, that's totally understandable as like a human, you know, wanting to just, you find that next thing you know you're never satisfied you're like okay i got that now what's next yeah i mean that's that's constantly learning like the biggest fear i've ever had is like you know most people like our parents generation especially that was like yeah do one thing for your the rest of your life for the next 40 years and retire maybe Mm, yeah (laughs) and i'm like no that sounds like fucking perpetual hell like that's purgatory not interested yeah, yeah right yeah so it's cool to hear that that's kind of part of it you think that's why you've kind of uh evolved as a rider too you know you started riding street park trails all of it then i'd i mean from what i've seen anyways you kind of uh went more towards like park stuff you know doing flare freaking turn down to five taps and oh, like double whip airs Scotty kramer era yeah, like, yeah, the Scotty Crema era when everybody was like on fucking vital board, like comparing me to like Scotty and then like Mark Webb fucking type time period. Yeah, and, tight pants, skinny jeans, and flare turndowns. <laughs> yeah, it, there was that, and then it kind of evolved to where like you got a free coaster, put four pegs on, no brakes anymore, and started doing front flips downstairs and stuff. And and it's cool to kind of. If you look at your career as a BMX rider, you you've done it all, and you've ridden every way that can be rode. There's a I pulled up a clip or a video on your old YouTube channel. It's from 15 years ago. It's called Zach Gerber crap, <laughs> and you do a oh, yeah shit. You, it's like filmed with like a 
240 by like 180 fucking like oh yeah nv2 <laughs> oh yeah and the, you can count the pixels on the screen but it starts with you doing a flatland trick like oh yeah literally yeah. dude you could do flatland you you ride trail street all of it and i don't know i just i think it's cool that you can look at your career almost the way some way or just riding in general. I don't want to say your career. You're riding in general through the years. Somewhat like how people talk about music artists. And they have their periods of time. And they change over the years. And it's kind of similar to that. Yeah, I mean, that's just a natural progression of like... I don't know. Everybody's shit changes. I mean, obviously, if you did the same fucking five tricks... I don't know. I can't say that either because some people kind of have that shit and they just make it look really, really good. Mm-hmm. So that's super aesthetically sick. Like if you got five tricks, but you're doing better than anyone else, then I'm kind of jealous of that too. <laughs> yeah. Because my shit's just always changing, but that's just that's just me and my sporadic, like ADHD behavior. Well, like I just just constantly doing something. Would you say that? you're more so chasing the tricks than trying to do the same stuff over and over to where you're like going for that next thing you want to learn whatever it might be and then now all right we now we did that so what's next then i'd say my shit like right now as far as perspective wise has just been like uh more focus on what i'm riding okay okay I, I, I care way more about like what i'm riding and what tricks i'm doing on what i'm riding so like you know how you see a spot and it tell the spot can tell you what to do oh yeah shit. like that's more like what i'm i'm definitely more focused on now than before like redline days when i big oh look at this like there's a sick ledge rail combo and i just bar spin over the whole thing to flat <laughs> yeah like those days where you're just like yeah just jump everything to flat like yeah i'm kind of over that like been over that um yeah but yeah, that's just definitely like I look at things differently. How things like bump jump this into that, blah blah blah. What's on the wall? What are you grinding? Blah blah blah. I would say that shines through in the stuff you you see in video parts from you too. Just being being that like you look at the most recent one from Salad Days. It's definitely more setup oriented. Yeah, like that was something I wanted to do is just be like more focused on like what I'm riding and things that might not be like the most difficult trick, but what made them like difficult was the setup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you kind of have like this like give take of if you want to do a wild trick, you kind of need a nice setup for it. It's easy. It's like safe, whatever the fuck it may be. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to try something more simple, usually you have like a way more complex, crusty, rusty fucking setup. You know what I mean? Yep. I know exactly what you mean, where you could just be doing a feeble grind, but because of the setup is the most difficult thing ever. And that's what it ends up being. And that is totally sick. Yeah, that's that's like where I'm at. Like, I mean, it's just paying more attention and I think it's like with age, you kind of like, when you're younger, you're just so hyped on like tricks, mm-hmm. like tricks, 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 learn, learn, tricks, tricks. Like you didn't care what the fuck they were on, where they're at, what they're done, how they're done, what they look like, yep. as long as you were doing them. And as you get older, you start to care more and more about it. Then you kind of like focus in on what tricks you're doing, what you like, what feels good. 
and then applying the, those tricks you do to like setups that are challenging for you to do them on. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. And if you take a look at some of the stuff that you have put out, you know, way before even actual video parts, the one I can remember from Ridgeway where you're doing, I think you do a front flip in there and just crazy stuff over the box jump. And you can see that it's just like trick, trick, trick. I'm just, I want to do every trick possible. Yeah. Um, It's definitely just like, I mean, shit, we've all been there. Yep. I'm still there. I'm obsessed. (laughs) If you do, like you have like your own thing too, which is important too, which is sick. Yeah. I always felt like I was in some kind of like rat race and I didn't really know which way to focus my energy because I did like, like I said, the vital mm-hmm. BMX era with like the flare turn down Scotty Kramer shit. And then I was just like, all right, I kind of want to ride like street. I want to do something else. I want to. So. Yeah. I don't know, it just changes. I can't like, stay doing one thing. Like sometimes i want to go back don't get me wrong i want to put brakes on sometimes <laughs> yeah well every time you ride my bike you're like oh i put brakes on a bike and oh, it's fun, do dude. hurricanes it's like, it's fun. yeah uh dude, hurricane shit's fucking yeah yeah uh your videos froze again can you just tap the video button in the bottom middle off and then on once instead That's so weird i'm sorry man oh hey that Oh, it fixed it for half a second, and then it... What the <laughs> hell? It, Skype, you suck. Try it one more time. Oh, uh, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean... It's no I'm, worries. I'm literally sitting next to my router. No, you're good. So... Just try turn it off and on once more, and... Okay. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'll try reconnecting one more time. And if it freezes, well... Oh, we're on to something. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> uh, anyways, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can see that. God damn it, it froze again. Whatever. You're smiling at least this time. Uh, <laughs> the, I think the rat race. I could try, Um, I, I could try, like, so I have, like, a 5G and a, a 2G uh-huh. in the house because, like, one's, like, far-reaching and one's, like, for closer, like, for the television and shit. Yeah. I could try connecting to my, like, 5G connection rather than my 2G. Okay, that's fine. And I don't think people care. So it'll be okay. And if they care, yeah, well, tell like, them, like, hold on. Like, I'm, I'm fucking all over the place. What do you expect? Look at me. I'll be right back. Let me get the password. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll keep everybody occupied here. If you guys have any uh, questions for Zach, leave them in the chat. Leave your questions in the chat. Because he's getting his internet sorted. And this happens. This is doing them live, you know. It's real time. It's understandable. Space age technology. Uh, Let's see. What fucking setup do I got here? Wi-Fi 20. (laughs) <laughs> Holy shit, why do I have so many potential fucking Wi-Fi connection things? That's why it's not working. Boom. It's the whole world's surrounding you is Wi-Fi. doesn't know what to do. Uh, reconnecting. Yeah, I'm trying to get on a new... I'm trying to get on that 5G. Oh, that actually just did something. Hey, uh, can you see me? Hell yeah. Perfect. Do I look uh, Nitro Circus? 
Hey guys. Um, <laughs> need a full face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need a full face and less pegs. I want to see Mike Aiken 180 turn down the fucking mega ramp at Nitro Circus. You say that, but you know that there's somebody out there who would try it. Fucking Aiken. I watched that motherfucker 180 turn down the, or 180 look back the Section 8 box, and that's literally fucking mentally ill. Dude. Like, I don't know. I was talking talk about that. that. That shit was fucking... You remember that era of, like, everybody just doing fucking monster 180s? I yeah. I see all that Chase Hawk footage coming out, and he's just 180 the box at 90 miles an hour. Oh, my God. I Yeah, Chase I remember that. Sick. Fuck, yeah. The big one... Even in street, just, like, the big monster-ass, like, Dakota Roach 180s. Just yeah. fucking, like, floating in the air for five minutes. I fucking... That... I've done it. I'm guilty of it. Sick. <laughs> I'm too much of a pussy to do that stuff. I'm like, I don't want to fake you that fast. That's a good way to get fucking knocked out, too. You just fucking, like, land, slip a pedal, hit the back of your head. Yep. <laughs> Take Boom. a nap. Instant nap. Instant oh, yeah. d- dirt naps for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so what, at what time did you start riding? Like, what year was it? Jesus Christ. Like, actually, like, get a BMX bike? Yeah, real riding. Uh, I'll give you an idea. I, I'm, one of my first bikes was, like, a, from a secondhand store. It was, like, a Schwinn Predator. Dang. So it was, like, a race bike. Yeah. And after that, it was, like, the Specialized TRX. And then I worked this summer and got the Specialized TJ Lavin. You remember the gold frame with the red sidewall tires? Dude, somebody will remember, but that's, like... Beefing. Dude, he had the cover of Ride BMX doing the Superman C-Grab. That's before my time. Dude, TJ Lavin is like one of the reasons I got into riding, as funny as that is. Real? So, wait, how did you encounter TJ Lavin to get you into riding? Not him personally, but that cover of a magazine. Um, the magazine ended up in my school library. Oh, okay. And my mom found it because uh, she was a school teacher and was like, Hey, Zach, I know you like riding bikes. And I was like, Oh my God, this is everything. This is the Bible. <laughs> Mom, you don't know what you just did to my life. <laughs> no, because like before then, you were just like riding with your friends, like hitting curbs and like trying to take your hand off or your foot off. You didn't know what the hell you were doing. Yeah. And then like, it's like now you like have a fucking thing where people are doing tricks and you're like, that's called an X up. <laughs> you're like, oh, sick. X up. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, I never experienced that really because i went straight from going to the skate park the first time ever to having a brand new complete bike and just being at the skate park surrounded by people like sponge and the other local dudes that were his age so it's just instantly thrown into everyone being insane dude my my first experience of that i was literally talking to a dude on uh instagram today about it like first time being like belittled by adults and professional or like good bike riders uh was going to like studio 334 my dad like found it uh driving to a golf course nice that says a fucking lot and ended up taking me there one weekend and like doyle was there and like did a like kick out almost hit me on the box because i was like this little kid with no etiquette just standing in the fucking way Uh like People like yelling at me and shit, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> just and I'd be like, Dad, they were mean to me, and he's like, Were you in their way? And he's like, I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Well, then get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> That's awesome, your dad. You know what I mean? Like that bit. was the that was the shit. And the next time I went in, I just knew to stay the fuck out of everyone's way. <laughs> yeah. Damn. We're, we were discussing like concepts of like etiquette and shit, and like, yeah, we were fucking like, dude. 
you and I both grew up in like the come up era of like anonymous commenting. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember when people would use like motherfuckers were famous for using like Dave Mira or fucking like Mike Spinner as like their handle on the come up, and then just being like, "Yo, you should die." Like, <laughs> yeah, or there's fucking a lot. like slipping a pedal or putting in like landing in grass or whatever the fuck people didn't like. Mm-hmm. Your pants are too tight. You should kill yourself. Like <laughs> the filming of this video wasn't completely professional. Yeah, motherfucker, everybody had, like, a VX-1000 or a fucking GL-1 or 2, like, and they're, like, talking shit on it, like, dude, I got a flip camera, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. That's yeah, so dude, funny. the first time I got on the come-up, it was filmed by, like, Flip from Albies on his, like, NV2 chocolate fucking phone, um, and I, like, tire tap front flip to flat, basically, mm-hmm. and it was just like, hey, look at this idiot sick it's like fucking like three megapixel like (laughs) it looks like fucking minecraft but bmx (laughs) yeah oh yeah dude i i mean i have those and that's it's cool though because i was i had a thing to talk about in here that like you've always made or been in videos so you can pretty much see i mean other than is there stuff from before you started doing front flips over box jumps and all that too uh yeah i had like one edit no, there probably was still front flip in there because I was basically like the only tricks I could do were like turn downs, three sixties, and front flips. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I had for fucking years. <laughs> yeah, so you pretty much have everything of your riding, even up to this point, documented as the progression has gone. And I, I think it's cool because not everybody has that. Well, there's a lot of really terrible music choice videos out there with, like, bro cam footage out there. Dude, yo, let me get it. Yo, I actually got and fixed because I've learned how to, like, I'm such a fucking lunatic. I've learned how to, like, solder and repair computer chips. Like, oh, wow. build a Roomba and shit for my house. <laughs> but, yo, I got my old flip camera that I won in Due Tour. Dude. Because at Due Tour, they gave me, like, an Xbox 360 and fucking a like a bunch of Mountain Dew and a fucking flip camera and it's like standard definition. Yeah. And I have it and I've been filming with it again because it's just so bad. It's sick. God, yes. Do it. Get it. That's so funny. Yo, Spencer Forsman in the chat. Dude. Whoa. Dude. I remember those being the thing. Yeah, dude, like standard definition still turns on. (laughs) I had to fucking, like, repair and solder a few wires in because, obviously, like, it takes double-A batteries. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, you know, the terminals fucking get eroded, the green death. Yeah. And I just soldered new ones in, and then I got a fucking flip camera. Still has footage on it from, like, 2017. Wow. Yeah. Super, like, Colson footage. Colson's, like, fucking 15 years old or something. <laughs> right. Well, riding Campus Rampus. Yeah, no, for real, it is. It's like him and Eric and I just fucking redline days a million years ago. Well, I remember you having that camera, and I remember you winning a GoPro at Texas Toast and using that after that. Yeah, dude, like, oh, that that GoPro got shot on a redline trip. <laughs> got shot? What was it, Josh? Josh Holtz, it was either his dad or his, I think it was his dad. We went out to, like, like some fucking quarry on a red line trip. We we're just like shooting guns and we were trying to shoot Tannerite and he ended up just shooting the GoPro. 
Oh my god. He fucking missed and shot the GoPro. Oh, that sucks. That's like the biggest disappointment when you go check things out. It was like, oh, well, there goes that footage. Yep, no footage anymore. <laughs> At least I got the SD card though. Fuck it. Wow. That sucks. But yeah, that's how that one that's how that one went. And then I remember that trip too, because that's like Jeff Tab uh just mm. stayed behind me the whole time because so I fucking bought like seventy five rounds of fucking like number seven bird shot. And I was just like in the quarry, just like shooting things at like point blank, like an idiot. So it was pretty sick. Jeff Tab, I love him too. Me and Glenn were being delinquent. So was Tyler. <laughs> we were all being shitbags, dude. It was tight. Eh, I feel like uh, you've kind of always gone against the grain in things. Right. What did a uh, God damn it, the Goat Podcast dude called me like anti-pro, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, well it's kind of accurate when you look at things yeah it's just uh i'm just a liability because i fucking run my mouth all the time yeah very I'm, I'm very autistic so i can't fucking when i see problems i just like yell about them i'm like ah! just fucking spaz out <laughs> well i don't know man i think from the stuff i've seen from you though i feel like you're just kind of like talking from your heart and you have pretty realistic opinions about a lot of things well, well people don't like well i mean most people uh, i mean shit dude people don't like criticism of anything mm-hmm. so i mean i fucking have like pissed off fucking who was i talking to about that uh it was actually on that goat cave podcast about like x game shit yeah and i pissed off fucking uh what's his name uh Stu johnson because mm-hmm. of like a Facebook post, because I I dared to question how judges are chosen, oh yeah, and the criteria and like how do you choose that? And like to me, in my brain, that's just like an honest question. I'm not coming for your throat, dude. I just literally like, how does it work? I don't know, because that's just how my brain is. It's like tear shit apart because I literally just want to know how it works. And then like Chris Rye got in on it and shit, and people were like pissed at me, and I'm just like, dude, all I want to fucking know is like because here's how I see it. This makes sense to me. Yeah. Just explain it. And then it's like, well, if you don't like it, why don't you make your own? It's a great, great argument. Great. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the sucky thing about at that point in BMX. I feel like there's a long time where you just couldn't question anything or talk about anything outside of what was okay. And and I have a, a thing in here I wanted to talk about, too, about, like, gatekeeping in BMX. It's a topic that I feel like you might have passionate opinions about just because it feels like you've experienced that yeah i mean uh let's let's define gatekeeping as far as individuals preventing uh other individuals from entering because of xyz or i don't know dude there's a lot to unpack in that kind of concept i mean that to me gatekeeping is even all the way down to skate naked changing the rail I mean that that could definitely you know what be I mean like at. when yeah. you see like the pop up of skate parks anymore and like I mean dude look at the skate park I grew up riding and look what it looks like now it's all prefab under four foot tall like to me that's gatekeeping in a sense too because they want to make everything more accessible to kids mm-hmm. but then it doesn't give them the chance to progress I mean you and I were thrown to the fucking wolves they're like here's section eight yeah fuck yourself good luck you know what I mean now kids have like lower rails lower standards like. Are they going to be in it for the long run? Not to mention helicopter umbrella parents who like, you know, if you're like, hey, get the fuck off the ramp, you're in the way. Or like, you kick your back end over the quarter and almost hit them. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Your parents oh, can yeah. fucking start a fist fight with you over it. Like, uh, that's a gatekeeping sense in its own because what that does is not allow younger generations to progress and have the same skill level or higher skill level than the current athletes. Yeah. So the current athletes can stay up here and you're fucking down here. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know how much of that, but I, I be I guess I mean more so like intentional gatekeeping of like, oh, this person isn't going to get this coverage and uh, they're not going to be in this video or they can't get on this company or whatever. It's hard to say because what is like an actual like personal vendetta Mm -hmm. versus the concept of like uh, money-making decisions. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know what I mean? What makes like, what makes more sense? Like if you have somebody on the team who's been there for years, are you going to remove them to put this person in and the financial risk in that, the long-term investment, short-term benefit? Um, it, it's hard to say. Plus, yeah, there is a lot of fucking butthurt in BMX and people can't handle fucking any sort of uh, the hell? contradictive opinion or counter or pushback. Yeah. They just want to be constantly praised as being like the fucking best yeah like all right here this here you want something that people want to fucking talk about let's talk about that uh ricky montana clip <laughs> talks about chris doyle yeah i've talked and about this in person was like oh chris doyle chris doyle like dude chris doyle i've known for fucking like big dick doyle i've known that motherfucker for a long time <laughs> all right and what and i'm gonna say you can put this as a fucking screen cap this is a pretty good one what ricky montana said is correct in one degree so when he was speaking about like marketing towards kids, like today's youth Gen Z kids, they don't know who the fuck Chris Doyle is. Yeah. Where he's wrong is S and M putting Chris Doyle on is for like our generation. Right. Exactly. We're like, yo, fuck yeah, Chris Doyle. Yeah, I'm gonna you get say, an like, S and M. Chris Doyle and the Mike Sesney voice from the Square One videos, like, cool, Chris Doyle, Chris Doyle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's who the fuck they put it on for. It was for like us older heads who were like, yo, that's fucking sick. Yep. Yep. So once again, Ricky Montana is correct in one light, but incorrect in another. It's all about who you're marketing towards, who you're selling towards, who's your target audience, all that shit. So chill out, internet. Like, God damn it. It's just so funny. Everyone's like, he, I want to see him interview Chris Doyle so he can apologize to him. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, you think Doyle gives a fuck anyways, dude? Like, no. Yeah. Like, I don't really got time to stress over what the fuck. <laughs> Ricky Montana saying about him like they're on two different fucking planets, dude. Yeah, I literally had Doyle on and we talked about what it was said. See, that's sick. <laughs> Doyle's tight, man. It was a really good conversation outside of that too. It was just yeah, yeah. It, not to bring more of the sadness stuff back, but it was like Doyle that Ray passing happened in the middle of that Doyle controversy, and so when that when Doyle found out about Ray, like he talked in my podcast thing about how it was like a grounding moment for him where the whole internet is losing their mind over this one sound bite. But then yeah. this dude literally like his kids just lost their dad and like yeah. people are freaking out. And it's like the reality of things is that in two weeks, it's not going to matter. And there's going to be the new thing to freak out about. Oh yeah. That's uh, it's goldfish brain, dude. Everybody's got fucking goldfish brain. They can't mm -hmm. remember shit. TikTok. I like, literally try to talk to people about 
anything from like 2008. They're like, uh, I don't remember. I'm like, what about last week? Nope. Was like, it on TikTok? <laughs> yeah, like literally that shit makes your brain spaghetti, dude. Like it's just fucking, you're just like mindless fucking scrolling, see something, spikes your interest for a second, bump a dopamine, next. Yep. Nope, not interested, nope. Oh, uh, somebody said something about Chris Doyle. That makes me mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking knuckle dragon shit, dude. Like, so what? Yeah, well, you're... Push back. Like, who fucking cares? Like, at the end of the day, like, it don't matter. Like, right. it, it legitimately doesn't fucking matter. What, even what any of my opinions are, like, that's the whole thing. At the end of the day, regardless of what the fuck I say, if you get butt hurt, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, your feelings don't matter. Life goes on. Bike parts sell. Some don't. Fucking shit still goes the same fucking way, no matter what my asshole opinion is. It doesn't fucking matter. It's just me having a fucking... Me just saying something or Ricky Montana or fucking whoever else. Yeah, I, know? I think that uh, a lot of people would do very well if they learned how to just... They're doing this, and then they stop, and they're like... <gasps> if they just went and kept doing that yeah that's why cyberbullying doesn't exist you just turn your fucking phone off yeah it shouldn't exist people should be able to just turn their phones off but god dang is there something addicting i can't lie to you i was on there checking that every hour looking at the new comments like who you said what popcorn and shit? Like, yeah. <laughs> well no that was the thing uh because normally this is the stuff that i'd be like talking about on my channel and everything i made yeah. a meme where it was like nor me normally and it was a guy throwing a bucket of water on a forest fire <laughs> and then i put me right now and it was a guy swinging on a swing with a fire in the background <laughs> like i'm i'm not touching it i'm not yeah here. fuck it <laughs> i mean it's funny dude well bmx needs that shit too like it needs some fucking controversy it needs some fucking like pushback like because you got to constantly remind people that it's out there Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like hey we're still here we're still doing shit talking shit like i don't know it's it's, it's good internet shit too yeah not to mention i don't know man people gotta learn how to fucking let bygones be bygones you know what i mean you want to we can fucking dude especially with all the shit that i do now anymore with like 3d printing shit dude i get mm. a lot of fucking a lot of fucking pushback sometimes i'm like hey listen like you're allowed to have your opinions and i have mine and that's we're allowed to like let me fill you in on some things that I know, and uh, you can fill me in on what you know. And yeah, I'm not gonna change my position. You, and I'm open to everything. That's the thing. Usually, why I say shit out loud and criticize things, like what I'm known for doing, is mm -hmm. <laughs> criticizing things. Is usually because that is my point of knowledge. Right. If I, I'm like, I don't know how to properly phrase my question, so I usually just blurt something out as a rude asshole response <laughs> and then somebody will say something and correct me and then i'll be like ah okay shit yeah well and right. see that's that's the <laughs> problem at least i'm open i'm open to change you know what i mean i'll be like, if i'm fucking wrong dude i'll be like i'll be an, I'll, I'll be a stubborn asshole but if i'm wrong i'm fucking wrong and i'll be like all right you're right i learned something thank you and now i have a better more informed decision ability right but if you hit me with that shit like uh, the the believe to believe or just like just because I said so kind of shit like I'm mm -hmm. just like all right now I'm gonna fucking be an antagonist and be worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what's such a problem with the the cancel culture super short minds or uh, attention spans that people have today, and that like to get through the types of things that you're talking about and that make you think of 
the statement you just made about like having a something to say and push back on things to get through those you have to have the conversations that can go back and forth and that's why i think stuff like this right now between people who don't agree on something is yeah. so or just being able to go face to face with somebody and have that conversation but i think in bmx it's like it's the kind of thing where we we have it to where if you have a disagreement with someone they just avoid you for the rest of their life and you never get the opportunity not never but you don't usually get the opportunity to go back and forth on whatever it is that you don't agree on to come to a spot or to say all right we don't agree we have different yeah. points of view i mean that's that's a uh, pertains to a lot of things i mean obviously some beef is always going to be unsquashable right but for a majority of things having an opinion on somebody's is something as mediocre as like a bike edit or a trick or whatever fucking it might be something insecure in insignificant like that mm-hmm. i mean that's that is a thing dude like dude as i said before we grew up in a, in a culture where our videos were posted on a forum page tcu yeah and anyone with complete amenity could fucking just say the most awful shit to you yep the awful, like the most awful shit. Horrible. Now, fast, for, fast forward, our BMX meme pages are getting pulled for cyberbullying because somebody landed in grass and made a joke out of it. Yeah, I... This what is, the fuck, dude? Well, this is something that... There's a perfect example of, like, opinions evolving and changing throughout time is because, like, there was a point in time where I was the subject of, like, local shit like that. And... Dude, fucking I made... Dude... Me, I'm guilty of fucking harassing your ass over shit. So well, I never attacked you personally, but I attacked your riding. At least I didn't come after you like fucking like you as a person. I would not do that because yeah, you're different. But I can be like, yo, that dent in your handlebars, whack. <laughs> yeah. So, but what I was getting at with that is like, I feel like I took things a little more personal because I had that going on, and I just felt like all meme pages needed to go away and die and disappear forever, and I was I was willing to die on that hill. And as things have kind of like come back a little bit, and it, that doesn't happen as much anymore, I'm like, well, you know, like everything should be able to be criticized, and I think what made me have that feeling before was just the fact that it was people who were like close to me at one point in time who were doing it was like, damn, that's like hurtful. That really sucks. I grew up in a town that fucking made shirts of me making fun of me. Like literally made shirts of me talking shit. Like, Oh, I'm going to be a pro bike rider. I'm so good. Like I fucking, that's something that fucking happens. But dude, that means you're like, you're hardening up. Yeah. You can take that shit now. Before, yeah, it hurts and it sucks, and now you're just like, oh yeah, fuck like, you. fuck you. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep doing my shit. I'm in my lane. Yeah, and that's respectable. That's way more respectable than fucking taking a knee to like, and then trying to make those people happy. Right. Exactly. You can never make them fucking happy. No, they're always like, gonna what are you gonna something. do? Quit riding to make people who are like talking shit happy? Yeah. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna cut my hair because people hate my hair. I'm gonna not. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna be you, and it's exactly. like, and that's just it. Like, instead, you're like, no, fuck you, I'm doing me, and yep. that's way more of a hard response back. Yep. And that's like what's sick about that. That's like, like I said, I was having a conversation on Instagram. That's what's cool about our generation is like, we got thrown to the wolves. We got fucking people talking shit. Everyone's attacking us, and we kept doing what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We didn't change. We didn't soften up. 
We didn't report you for cyberbullying. We didn't fucking <laughs> do anything. Instead, we we're like, fuck you. I'm going to keep doing more of what I'm doing. You turn your haters into motivators. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what the fuck it is. Like, so, you know, give or take. That's just like where my stance on shit is. I don't like this idea of like, let's make everything like a safe space where people can fucking, you know, say things and everyone's nice and calm. Like, if you want a safe space, you can have one. I'm not saying you shouldn't have one, but like, this ain't the fucking place for it. Yeah, go somewhere like, when else. When you make an edit, when you put yourself out there as a public figure, this ain't a fucking safe space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every motherfucker's gonna come for you. You gotta fucking be, you gotta toughen up. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, my opinion has evolved on this and just you know, realizing the fact that, like, you're public on the internet, regardless of, like, whatever, but everybody deserves the right to criticize and can be criticized by other people and was, i just kind of made the realization of like okay it was just my personal feelings and i was taking it out on the fact that other meme pages exist and it just sucks and it's just the way i thought of it and i always i felt like too just the fact that like kids see that and they don't know that it's a joke or they don't know that it's just breaking balls and they they yeah, go to yeah. their local skate park and they're like, oh, I'm gonna tr I'm gonna treat this kid like crap just because he's different. And it's like, oh damn, that sucks. Yeah, there is like, yeah, don't don't get it twisted. There are like pros and cons of the entire thing. That's obviously one of like the negative sides of it, is, mm -hmm. which is another major down uh, down like negative effect of the internet is everybody takes everything fucking literally. Yeah, like you can't tell what's satirical. Mm -hmm. Text, you know, as hard as you try, some motherfucker will read what you wrote and be like, "He's telling the truth. I hate him." Like, yeah, they 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 can't tell it. I think it's fucking like, I literally was just watching a, a podcast before this. It's like a group of my friends in the three D printed community, and it's just it's like we talk shit. That's it. They literally just fucking talk shit on <laughs> everyone. That's all it is. Is them just dogging on people. And that's sick to me, though, too, because I grew up in that culture. I like giving people shit. I like pushback. I want you to talk shit on me. I'll talk shit on you. But I, but if anybody ever fucked with you, I got your back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, we're brothers. We're like brothers, and we fucking, like, fight like brothers. Mm -hmm. We talk shit like brothers. But if somebody outside of our circle ever fucks with you, they're fucking with me, too. Like, right. that's iconic moment was it uh bako years ago before they banned us not the most recent time but the one before that okay tony nyer hit this fucking you remember those like two-person launches for water balloons yeah They're made out of like those rubber bands yep yo he launched a full fucking beer at this like <laughs> overweight girl on a golf cart and like hit her in the back oh and his God. and her dad like came down and like started shit with tony and already like if you start shit with tony nyer like Tony's like a fucking, like, he's a goddamn linebacker. Yeah. Right? He's a big motherfucker. Yo, fucking, we had those cabins at Baco. Like, every yeah. one of them just emptied out and swarmed <laughs> this fucking dude. Like, because that's how it is, man. Like, yeah. even if we don't fucking like you have beef, but, like, if you're some normie, like, NPC shit trying to fucking start shit with us, you start shit with all of us. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. it was sick, dude. Like, there's literally like 75 BMX riders around this one dad who, who was justified in being pissed off. Don't get me wrong. 
We're like, yeah, touch him. We'll fucking kill you. Everybody's <laughs> screaming at him and shit. Like people are drunk, like trying to tip his card over and shit. Oh like it was God. wild, man. Did he realize how in how deep he was in at that point? Dude, he fucking like flew down the hill, like locked up the brakes and was like, hurry. Like he was a big dude too. Uh-huh. Tony's just like, what? And then like he started yelling at Tony in his face. And when people seeing like there was an altercation going on. Yo, the fucking, like, cabin just emptied, and everyone swarmed this fucking dude. Yeah. Then they ended up calling the cops, and there's, like, 13 cops there, and there's a whole bunch of shit. And then that's why they, like, banned us from Baco for a number of years. And then we went back, and then they banned it again. And <laughs> Well, and now it's just done. Now it's, yeah, permanently done. So it was sick, though. <laughs> dude, those were, oh, my God. Those were my, my first experiences with, like, those types of BMX jams, and it's just being the sober spectator of like watching <laughs> drunk people jumping off roofs and f- bottle rockets and dude oh holy shit yeah the bottle rocket like open battlefield that like took place for launching mortars at fucking people dude like oh yeah but that shit's sick man i think that's like to me that's like the core of bmx like that's literally uh like who we are at our most base level is this very like uncontrolled spastic energy of like destruction and we've like focused it into something like creative because otherwise we're just completely like like chaotic like bad kids (laughs) dude and see i'm i'm not that i would have focused it into like whatever would turn me into a fat person i'd be like (laughs) i'd be 300 pounds right now playing whatever video game online i would just Oh, dude, I can feel that wintertime. That's all I do. I'm just like making shit and fucking. Yeah, I'm guilty of video games too, but that's like, you know, I came up in that era. I mean, dude, I, when I was in college, I used to fucking like play Halo tournaments for money and shit. Oh my gosh. Total fucking nerd, dude. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I got a shout out before it gets too far back into the chat. Spencer Forsman said, I'm going to Ohio to ride with these two handsome men on the screen. Hell yeah. So, uh. Spencer, Spencer got a printer too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got a bunch. Cool. I'm trying to build like a community of people and do all that shit. So it's sick that Spencer got one. His brother's a fucking wizard at fucking like computer aided design. So really, yeah, I didn't know that. And then I just seen like Spencer sent me his designs and shit. And I was like, holy fuck, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, so he's like an engineer. He's a wizard. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, I I just want to shout that out real quick. Let us know and we'll be there. Um, yeah, Spencer, I got a fucking spare bedroom, so you're welcome anytime. Boom. Uh, damn. So we're just all over the place with everything we're talking about. But to take it back to, you know, like coming up riding and stuff, I mean, you got good fast and really good. So, like, what what drove you to do that? Charlie Bowers. Oh, my God. The monkey. Dude, interview monkey. Please. Oh, I, I feel like I need somebody else there who's knowledgeable to be able to ask the questions because I just know that when when he crashes at the Flow Dirty East contest and Trevor Gay is like, monkey, cracking the concrete. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, that's that's the reason I got, and I'm not good. Monkey was always better than me. I was chasing him. That dude, go watch the Section 8 contest. That's all I got to say. So he was your sponge. Like, sponge was yeah. my sponge. And Monkey's younger than me, and he was just oh, fucking like unnaturally like 
buff and talented, no homo, but <laughs> <laughs> like monkey fucking just was just I don't know anything with two wheels. I watched that dude just destroy shit. It didn't matter whether it was like skateboards, rollerblades, fucking soap shoes, whatever the fuck we were doing. <laughs> like riding my motorcycle, him doing delinquent shit on that, like. Yeah, he just was like naturally skilled at that, and I was just trying to always keep up or do my own thing because I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. <laughs> nice. So he was, was he Ridgeway local? Oh yeah. Okay. Like me and him, fucking like we just like I mean him and I used to get in like fist fights. <laughs> what? Like I would I fist fought him one time because he manualed this thing before I did. <laughs> no way. <laughs> in front of our in front of our high school, like he fucking manualed it first, and I literally got so pissed we started fighting like. <laughs> Like, yeah, we were, like, that group. Like, we went to do tour together. We went to fucking, like, like we did everything, like, everything together. So, yeah, he's the reason I fucking, like, got anywhere as far as, like, talent. Because he pushed me, I pushed him, and, like, he'd be like, hey, you can do this this way. And I'd be like, oh, you can do this. And, like, we looked for each other's spots and fucking shit like that. So, that's really where it all came from. Damn, that's sick. Yeah, I had my only knowledge and experience of him is from seeing him at dirty east contests yeah like and that's just it like he's fucking a total sleeper and he's still fucking unbelievably good really he's got like that he's got like that switch isn't he a cop no that whole fucking thing fell apart and he was doing oh, okay. that shit like he was going through some like personal shit in his life and now he's just chilling got a motorcycle like Whoa. got a house like Whatever, he's riding, though, and still incredible. Dude, yeah, he, he just has that switch where if he wants to fucking do some ridiculous shit, he just can. And nice. he's always just, like, needs a reason to. He's like, yo, I want to film this, like, drop-in. It's, like, 10 foot of vert into, like, a 6-inch transition. <laughs> I know I can do it. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? He's like, yeah, you just got to film it or else I don't really want to do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm like, somebody film this motherfucker, dude. Like, no he's kidding. like. You see all those, like, clips of him, like, when he's, like, even riding, like, wheel mill and shit. Like, it's just, like, the clips that end up on the internet are the ones, like, people filmed of him. But, uh -huh. like, I know he did it, like, 270 out or fakey or, like, just because I know he can. I know he did. They just happened to film the easy shit. Yeah, he never, did he fully, you know, I, I don't want to say make it in BMX, but was he a, a super well-known name or was he kind of underground? Uh, Monkey, like, after he won, like, the Section 8 contest, he beat Doyle at the Section 8 contest. Damn. He won that Halloween Red Bull Jam, like, beat Garrett Reynolds. Wow. Like, and he did do tour a number of fucking years, and Monkey kind of just fucking fell off because of, uh, admittedly, we all have fucking women trouble. He got in fucking involved <laughs> with this girl who was, like, on like fucking just like yeah this isn't like a real career path oh god and, and then that's why he like got pressured into being a fucking like he did like the 120 classes in pa to get your certificate to be a police officer and got tased and all that shit and then didn't even use it Damn. you know what i mean he just yeah. ended up like getting a fucking normal uh job out in the fucking woods you know what i mean like mm -hmm got like kind of recluse after that because like you kind of like when you step back from bike riding you know industry's kind of like well see you later they kind right. of keep on their fucking path and talent doesn't fucking disappear right but it was just kind of like him taking a step back from it and not trying to pursue it and then when he kind of like stepped back from it he was like eh he's still fucking like ridiculously good though like yeah and he still rides dude he still rides like that 
that early 2000s way. To yes. Yeah. That's what's, dude, that's what yeah, it's about. Do, like the breaks, the fucking like, he's like Morgan Wade. He's got that Morgan Wade, like just oh. fucking muscle bound motherfucker, like yep. hits the ground and breaks shit. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> that is, I feel like that's a really good comparison. Those two should make a split edit. Oh my god, that'd be so sick. That'd <laughs> be so sick. I don't know where the fuck Morgan Wade's at right now, but can we make that fucking happen? <laughs> like, can somebody fucking make that happen? Because Yo, Jesus Morgan, Christ, please. <laughs> just fucking, let's just have those two try to fucking foofanoo the furthest back, tallest sub box they can. That's all yep. I want to see. <laughs> Morgan Wade, Morgan Wade and Monkey, tail up to ice pick. Both of those guys, like I see Monkey do some wild fucking tail up to ice pick shit. Like, hmm. I'd love to see those two go at it. It'd be fucking mentally ill. <laughs> oh, it'd be such a good video. God, it'd be so good. And just like the big ass rails that they do too. Like Monkey's done some fucking monster deadly fucking rails. Like shit that like you shouldn't even grind. And he just he just did like fucking huge rails. Like this one in uh, where is it? Warren, Pennsylvania. It's just fucking like forty five degrees, like steep, thirty stairs. Oh. Hopped on it, did it. And it's one of those ones where it's like, you know, the pipes are twisted together, like steel piping for like your oh, house. Oh, it's an actual pipe that's made into yeah, a Yeah, it's rail. like actual pipe fitting. So it's like, <laughs> oh my way down. God. It's like a fucking 30 stair. It's like fucking 25 foot tall. Like, yeah, monkeys, monkeys, monkeys fuck, dude. Yeah. He, Insane. <laughs> he deserves the love, that's for sure. Yeah, I want to see him come back. I keep pressuring him. I'm like, yo, dude, like, you got to film something. Yeah. You gotta film something, dude. You gotta fucking film something. Get it out there. People fucking know. Everyone's sharing that Section 8 shit, dude. Like, yeah. don't fucking sleep on that, dude. Put something out. Yeah, no doubt. He should do a, a edit and drop it on the early 2000s Instagram with James. Oh, that'd be so fucking sick, dude. Host it through him. Yeah. If... I mean, I'm gonna, like, I got, you just gotta fucking, like, work with, you know, schedules and shit. We're all adults now. That's the biggest issue. Yeah. But makes me want to buy a camera and just like show up wherever he is. <laughs> All right, let's go. I'm coming. Put your knee pads on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be so awesome. Uh, <clears throat> what the hell was I going to go on about? Somebody, oh, uh, a question from Spencer here. Can we get some intel on how Zach sculpted that Super Warrior Terminator bot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 14 years of wrestling. Oh, there you go. Because that's what, I mean, me and Monkey used to wrestle, too. So, like, it worked out, like, we had, like, summer programs where we would, like, ride to the uh, weight room. You work out. Oh, yeah. You get, like, summer points for wrestling. And if you obtain so many points, you had to get, like, 100 points. And then you'd have, like, a day off of wrestling practice. So him and I would train, like, literally wrestling train. Like, you're pedaling to pedaling from you're running home like doing all that shit like we were heavy into wrestling for middle school and high school and that was like our off-season shit too because obviously bmx is spring summer and fall it was just always like super wild because like we would like take a weekend and go ride studio and come back with like road rash and cuts and then have to like have a wrestling match or a tournament like bleeding and shit like fucking (laughs) yeah having to deal with scabs and everything from like crashing and scat staff infections and oh my oh yeah God. monkey ran into that shit too like you, you always had to be careful like wearing pads like your shin pads and shit like <laughs> yeah yeah stuff's no joke no that's serious business <clears throat> yeah. were there uh were there other locals that would be recognizable names 
Yeah, I mean, there's like the whole fucking. You can probably look it up on YouTube, like uh, Team Idiot, like Eric Herzing. He was another individual too who put out a bunch of shit. He was filming all the time with his crew. Mike Rosetto, Mike <sighs> Milford, Ryan Fenton, Caleb Retzer, uh, Chris Adamson. There's a whole fucking bunch of dudes that were like of that era. I mean, you can like look up the old YouTube Bad Omen videos that Wookie put together. Uh, yeah, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of shit like crews that we had. I mean, that skate park was a fucking major hub for all of us. Yeah, I got the uh, there's a Charlie Bowers bio up, so I'm playing Charlie Bowers bio. Yeah, with, this is he's talking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like I think Eric filmed that for something, and I do believe he kind of ripped off Nate Wessel because I think he sits in like an ice pick and does some of his intro. <laughs> if you remember Nate Wessel's intro, or not intro, but his uh, was it a props bio where he did like the ice pick stall and like answers questions in it? Dang, I guess that's out for me. There's a lot of train tracks walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all supposed to be cine, uh, like, you know, artsy shit because uh, Eric was, like, in film school and shit. Yeah. Dude, so, dude. I mean, this is, like, dude, this is, like, peak fucking early 2000s myspace era yeah this was uploaded 14 years ago can, <laughs> can we talk for a second about ridgeway skate park because just looking at this park in this video what i have on screen right now it is incredible yeah it's uh it's insane that that's like where our shit started it it kind of started from a well it really started from so you remember I told you we went to Studio 334? Yeah. And that was like a huge inspiration. I was like, Dad, I want a half pipe. Mm -hmm. And my half brother, uh, Kurt, he ironically now is like a union carpenter. And like he was really into woodworking. And he was like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to like learn how to do shit. So he was on board wanting to build a ramp. My dad's like, all right, fuck it. And we built a... Uh, 16 foot wide, six foot tall, like 48 foot from end to end fucking half pipe in my front yard. Nice. Got all the building permits for it and everything. And we had it there for like two years. We used to like fucking sleep on it and shit. Like, you know, just learn fucking everything on that thing. Yeah. And then the city changed their ordinance and it was too close to the highway. And we started getting like citations in the mail. And obviously we had a building permit so we mm -hmm. were allowed to have it so my parents sought a lawyer and we confronted the the borough with fucking like yeah we're gonna fucking sue you my dad's like yeah we should we're gonna sue for like quite a bit of money so we can literally like start an indoor skate park and you know of course our city council is literally like gilmore girls type shit like my town's <laughs> fucking small yeah like um they were like panicked like oh fuck like no, we can't afford that. We can't do that. Can we like negotiate something? And we we're like, yeah, if you give us some place to put it and we can build a public park, let's do that. And they paved an area downtown. We got a flatbed trailer, moved it down, put a spine in the middle of it, and then built a 13 foot vert wall on fucking sub box and just like went crazy. And it was a project by like all the BMX riders and their dads. You know what I mean? Everybody bringing their drills down, their extension cords. It was a whole community project to build that. So it was pretty sick, especially like that was eighth grade. <laughs> what the hell? I started oh, yeah. riding in 
eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, so it was like it was like a fucking it was like a real big deal, and everyone was involved, and it was like super personal. Then it was like a you know the dads, uh, you know that everyone just volunteered to do it. You know, we had fundraisers, we cleaned up, we did everything we could to like make money and shit. And yeah, that park was fucking insane. That's absolutely so, insane. <laughs> that's so sick. And the setup, I was just playing that Charlie Bowers thing in the background for that. And just the setup there was incredible. There's so there was there were so many big parks like uh, Kane, Pennsylvania had one too that was super fucking gnarly. Had a huge big spine, had a shotgun. It was like a seven foot tall coping coping spine mm-hmm. with like a sub box wall ride combo like the classic shit like big hips eight foot quarters five foot street spine all the good shit like yeah, that's so our sick. our generation growing up had like one of the wildest wildest fucking like setups yeah, so. very clear to see and I mean, that just goes to show another one of the things I was going to talk to you about is like the DIY aspect of things in BMX. It's just, it shows that that's been a part of your core literally since the beginning. Well, just fucking, you know, what's the saying? If you can't join them, beat them. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I reverse that, but that sounds way better. But yeah, man, like you got to fucking do shit yourself. Like sitting there and complaining about not having something and wanting it isn't going to fucking resolve it. Right. If you if you want something, if you fucking want to make something rideable, if you have a rail that you want to ride but it's broken and you want to fix it, if you want to something needs concrete, you need to fucking go kick out a dirt lip in somebody's front yard so you can have a fly out jump. Like, you gotta fix your own bike. You gotta fucking change your own tubes. Everything's fucking DIY. Yeah, it's true. It's definitely. I mean, that's true. even how like, dude, that's how fucking like DK bike started. Was like a dad making parts for his son, like. I mean, profile started that way too. Yeah, car parts, right? Yeah, literally, everybody's heard that story. But if you somehow haven't yet, I mean, the profile forty-eight spline was invented based off of a car part and put implemented into BMX. I was think, it like a like the output shaft of like a transmission? I I think it was a steering column or something. Steering like that. column, something along those lines. I don't want to be totally wrong, but. Yeah, that's the only reason I, I literally just changed the clutch on my truck. So I was like, oh, man, nice. this thing looks like a fucking spindle. <laughs> right, you know, yeah, they do. Put, like the bearing in it, making sure everything's fucking lined up when you yep. replace all that shit. Like, so yeah, the whole DIY thing is just fucking, and it's it's cool to be uh, skilled. Yeah. <laughs> like, skateboarders, look at all the shit they do. Uh, building fucking entire skate parks and DIY projects. Like, mm-hmm. those dudes are fucking like, talented concrete people yeah I mean, concrete workers i mean same with like there's a bunch of dudes like the go pen dudes mm-hmm. Seamus, all those dudes fucking building bowls and shit like that's so fucking sick yeah yeah and that stuff translates into real life like career type stuff too yeah i mean concrete works fucking big money dude like yeah it ain't cheap and it's a fucking great skill to have and like you literally can learn that just fucking around with your friends because you're like oh this jersey barrier let's put some concrete on it you go buy some fucking marshall towns and some quickcrete and you fucking start learning how to trial concrete like the the one that's in cleveland that i think nina and somebody else did that's still rideable in there to this day yeah like yeah i know exactly what you're talking about it's up on top overseeing like the road below it yeah 
been that with Paul a bunch back in the day. It's been a long fucking time, but yeah. yeah. Uh, no, man, it's 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 something I think that's important. People learning skills other than how to bar spin, catch bar spin. <laughs> it's yeah, and I mean you've always had that DIY look at things, and it's been talked about ad nauseum, like fixing spots and doing every taking skate stoppers off and all of the stuff that you guys have done. But it, I don't know, it it feels rare in BMX, doesn't it? I mean, it, it just also might be like the way certain, I mean, companies, I mean, all of our companies are basically based out of fucking like one area. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. With yeah, all like the perfect spots. Fucking California. So everything there is literally like newer than my parents are old. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? Like it's fucking like everything's fresh as shit. Like you really ain't got to do too much. And the skateboard scene out there is so big that if the runway was shitty, they already fixed it for you. Yeah. You know, we're we're stuck out here in the fucking Midwest where, like, drunk drivers and snowfall fucking ruin things every fucking year. So you got to fucking put in work sometimes. Fix shit, take care of it, weld it. That's what I'm trying to get. I need a clip of me, like, bringing a fucking welder out to a fucking rail and repairing it. Because <laughs> that would be just so fucking sick, just, like, pulling up with a truck and just fucking welding a rail that's broken at the bottom or something and then riding it that'd be so sick that yeah also, it's super confusing if the police show up because they're like you fix this to ride it and, you're like, uh-huh. and they're like uh so you're not damaging property you're fixing property yeah, <laughs> yeah i'll send dude. you the bill <laughs> yeah i'll send you an invoice if you fucking try to ticket me i'm gonna send you an invoice all right <laughs> yeah i'll paint it when i'm done it'll look great just let me do my tricks damn it yeah, I ain't gonna hurt nobody. You know, I ain't, I ain't gonna sue nobody. I don't give a shit if I hit my head. That's my fault. Dude, did you see the whole thing behind uh, Anthony uh, Hitchcock at the the ODOT building thing? All of that, I mean, I that fucking, happened. I fucking talked to him all day long about that, man. He was fucking, like, freaking the fuck out. Oh, my God. I grew up riding with Anthony. Like, yeah. I, I was 13, 14 years old. He was coming to my local park, and we were riding. So... That whole situation was just seeing him posting it on Facebook and then seeing all of it was just hilarious. Dude, but sucks like, for him. Don't tell him shit. I was like, I wouldn't turn myself in. Nobody come get me. <laughs> Put your mask on. Me. I'm sure there's tons of fucking videos of like me and my friends doing shit that people are looking for. But like, I mean, dude, we got caught one time in Dayton, Ohio, like concreting a handicap run up like for a rail hop. Mm-hmm. that was like at a dilapidated church and at like 2 a.m we were like pouring and mixing concrete like seven bags too like Whoa. we we're doing a fairly big fill-in and somebody called the police on us and they like show up and they're like yeah we we're gonna we're fixing this ramp and we're gonna jump over this rail <laughs> and they're like so you're doing concrete work at two in the morning and i'm like yeah to ride your bike on it and we're like yeah Somebody's got to fix it. This place is going to shit, man. He's like, man, just get the fuck out of here, you dumbass kid. Like, kid, sir, I'm almost 40. <laughs> I can't wait for that day when the cops pull me over. Like, they're like, I'm riding campus or something. And they're yeah. like, all right, IDs. They're like, sir, you're 37. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? call, like, a psych ward or some shit. <laughs> That's funny, but I don't know. I think as time goes on i don't that stuff almost do you feel like it's gonna become more acceptable with time i don't want it to be 
I actually, if you want to talk about something, I think like BMX being involved in like Olympic sports is detrimental to our culture. And that's an opinion that I have. I think it's like a really good thing and a really bad thing at the same time, depending on which way it goes. I, I feel like you could definitely talk on both sides of it. Yeah, like uh, prime example is like Edmund De La Rosa and how he like seen the X Games. Yeah. And that inspired him to ride. Yep. And then you can see where he took it himself and express, you know what I mean? What he mm-hmm. did with riding and fucking how he changed the game. So like, that's the pro side of it. The negative side of it is like the sport biking. Yeah. When you go to the skate park and it's a sport. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The sport, the sport biker kids show up and it's time to train going in like, fucking. yeah. Like I did the sport aspect of it. I mean, dude, like the come up shit, BMX state of mind. Like, to me, it's a culture. I say that all the time. Uh, it's a lifestyle. It is. It's the way you think. It's the way you see things. That's the real interest to me. Is is just like, just not being like anyone else. And when you make BMX into like football, you scare the shit out of me. I, I don't like that one bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I could see that, and and I could see how that be like a personal, you know, like I don't like that kind of a thing. I would just, I could just hope that for that like thought that somebody like Edwin comes out of yeah. the Olympics where you get that person who changes the culture of BMX or even someone like Mike Aiken, for example, who literally yeah. everyone wanted to be Mike Aiken, Mike Fakins, you know? Yeah. Who, who the fuck didn't like watch square one and then like go buy a flannel and, unbutton <laughs> it and let it blow in the fucking wind. Like, like that was because of Aiken, even the way he dressed and looked you like, that's how impactful some people are. Yeah. As individuals and as riders, his personality, his like Aiken's just like riding the fucking Slayer, the whole fuck you, like everything. Everything yeah. that is BMX, Mike Mike Aiken, like he he embodied that. Like yeah. it, like still, like if I think of BMX, he's definitely like who I think of. Right, exactly. And and I could see how the you kinda like you could look at things in the Olympic side of it and see how it kind of feels like it could make a generic feel to it. And Dude, have, I, have I, you fucking watched Nitro Circus? Yeah, but my, at the same time, it's like the whole argument of like, well, if that's what people want to do and it makes them happy, then that's like totally fair. It's just, yeah, it's just, Dude, I don't know. Like, I, I just uh, was at a skate park here in Columbus. Uh, I don't know what the fuck one it is. It's just like some shitty prefab. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a father came up and was like, hey, my son wants a BMX bike. He's seen this thing called Nitro Circus, and he wants to learn how to do this. And I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You're going to have to start over here first. Like, yeah. you start with this, like, little job, so maybe work your way up. But, dude, like, Nitro Circus is fucking, like, it's basically Dave Mira, too. Yeah. It's fucking insane. It's these dudes are doing insane. It's dead man. Like you could straight up bad things it's can so, happen. It's so fucking fried, dude. Like I'm just like I'm like over here still in this world of like damn a sick 360 like a 360 <laughs> tail up over something is fucking like highbrow for me. I'm like damn that's crazy. Yeah. And then these motherfuckers are just like triple 7000 spin fucking upside down corkscrew no hands the bikes doing a beefy mm-hmm. spicy fucking <laughs> slim jim guy off of the fucking ramp like <laughs> just fucking like insane shit i'm like i don't even know what the fuck is going on yeah i mean i hope to god like i can't say because obviously my time has come and gone as far as like being a kid to an adult and riding 
But, like, the way things inspired me, like, I don't know. I guess the big big shit is, like, what hooks you. You know what I mean? Seeing that big, mm-hmm. flashy shit is what fucking hooks you. Yeah. But, like, is that too big? Is that too much to see Ryan Williams doing a fucking bike flip, Superman, tail whip, front flip, whatever the fuck's going on? Is that too much? Is that, like, setting the bar too high where people, like, get on a bike and then they're like, oh, this is impossible? You know what I mean? Like, is there that happening? Like, <sighs> it's hard my to shit say. Was like, yo, I want to be like TJ Lavin and learn a Superman seat grab over a fucking dirt jump in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like, okay, that's kind of achievable. And I achieved it. You know what I mean? I learned how to do Superman seat grabs over dirt jumps. Hell yeah, yeah I did it. Right. I wasn't on the cover of a magazine for it, but I did the trick. Yeah, I, man, I don't know. I think times have just changed. Even if you took like the street aspect of things and what someone might see at the highest level there that is almost feels unachievable for people. Yeah. But, but I think obviously we don't know the situations of a kid who sees Ryan Williams is like, Oh, that's amazing. I want to do that, but it's too crazy. Yeah. But what we do see is that you have an example of someone seeing nitro circus and being like, well, but what bike or whatever. And I think, I think that'll more than likely be how it would go for a lot of people. Like kid sees nitro circus closest thing to that local skate park we'll go there or local bike shop talk to the people there they get a bike and then they find and make their own path yeah and hopefully that's like what comes from it and where it goes i mean that's like uh a sub side sub subject of mine i can't talk um it's just like seeing like bmx right now especially like street riding is so advanced Mm -hmm. but to me the culture and like the vibe of videos is all the same. Yeah. Everything feels the same. I don't get any fucking like, I get nothing from it. Yeah. Like there's nothing about who you are in this. It's all just like tricks, 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 tricks. Yeah. You should check out the, uh, the Coloradical video that uh, S&M just put out. It's, uh, it feels, you get the personality. You get it's like, uh, no, I've seen parts of it. I watched some of it. Uh, no, I know what you're talking about as far as like them talking about it, too. I love that shit, too. Like, uh, very Road Fools esque. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see the antics aside from it. Like, I don't know, man. I think there's like going to be a large push in the next few years in BMX. Like, dude, CKY is recording like a new album. Oh, interesting. Like, 90s shit all over again. And I can see it in the politics in the world going on currently and i can see it in the industry too like there's a lot of people just like boiling mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of senses where they're like yo fuck you i'm so sick of this shit of everybody telling me what i can't do what i have to say what i have to be like who i have to be like yeah and in, and bmx has always been like that fuck you to authority to like mainstream shit like that's why i get spooked like i said when i see like main mainstream shit feeding into like our industry when our fucking biggest brands are selling the exact same as mcdonald's and coca-cola and the military industrial complex i'm like red flag red flag this is <laughs> yeah. the exact opposite way of what we should be doing we're getting away from our roots like stick to our roots we hate everything we don't listen we're not compliant we're assholes like <laughs> mm-hmm. like yeah sometimes worse, you know sometimes i do find it funny when you see and you think about how people talk about bmx is this counterculture thing where people are trying to forge their own path be their own person the diz hicks you know like i'm gonna be my own type of dude and f you and whatever and 
And then you see where things sometimes are today, where it's like, if you don't have the same opinion as me, F you. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's essentially like how I feel with my career within BMX was, is just like, I'm, I can't get along, I can't go along to get along. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally got picked up by Redline and it would just tell me to, I couldn't, I couldn't do this. I couldn't say this. You can't post a picture of you with a gun in Idaho with Josh Holt's dad shooting. Like we don't, we, you can't do that. You can't do this. And it's just like, no, like I, I can't fucking like, no, I need to voice my opinion and be a shit bag and upset people and argue with people on the internet. Like, yeah, that's just like who I am. And I'm not going to fucking like jeopardize my own position. And it's not going to change me. I'm not like, uh, Austin Augie fucking said that before where he was like, if you want to fucking, if you want to pay to play, you do have to kind of give up a bit of who you are. You know what I mean? And your opinions and like not yeah. say things and that shit to go like to get along. You got to fucking like, and that's one thing that I can't do. It's a little like, bit like being a celebrity You in that the you see celebrities have to hold their, not share their opinions and, yep. and all that it's, stuff. Uh, Garrett Reynolds, previous to Red Bull, like when he would just fucking run his mouth on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, dude. He like literally called me out and was like, yeah, street flares are for attention. Literally, <laughs> like fucking mad shit. Like Whoa. street riding, everybody's doing flares, like Sexton, me, Kevin Corrali. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, street flares are for attention. That's like, funny. You know what I mean? Just talking shit like that, now it's gone. Because yeah. you can't. And I mean, that's the same thing. Uh, we were like watching Netflix things on like celebrities and shit. That's why like when celebrities do interviews, they're just like, so what's your favorite snack? So what's right. your favorite color? It's all this fucking bland shit because they're trying to sell you a bland product to get as many people hooked on it as possible. Yeah. Versus like somebody like a, a controversial figure like uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. The comedian. Like he has his niche people who like him and fuck with him, but he's never going to get as many views or as many things as uh selena gomez mm-hmm. you know what i mean and bmx can be the same way and most of these major corporations red bull energy drinks want you to be this fucking like most brands anymore i mean how many bmx riders do you know that like smoke cigarettes but can't post them in their videos i have no idea i don't pay attention oh there's an interesting thing to look into tons of them i know tons of people who can't literally be filmed or like people like are on red bull you gotta have your hat on when you film a clip or yeah. if you're going to do something kind of shitty, they take off their hat and then go do it. Like, so they're not representing the brand while doing oh, things. Oh, I see what Like, you're dude, saying. there's all sorts of shit that goes into that that's just so fucking, like, I don't know. I'm an individualist, dude. I want everybody to be who the fuck they want to be. Yeah. And you can say fuck you to me, and I'll say fuck you to you, but, like, I still want you to be who you are. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just so weird that people have to sell out in order to, you do have to sell out yourself a little bit to fucking make money. And yeah. Yeah, I just I just have never been one to fucking be able to do that. I don't give a fuck about money. I can make money doing anything else. Three D printing. <laughs> you can fucking do whatever, dude. Like that's plays into the DIY, but Yeah. So yeah, like, sorry. No, <laughs> you're good. No, you're good. That was all golden stuff because as part of what I've been trying to build with this whole YouTube channel is to be able to talk about things like that. And 
say this stuff without relying on the industry to like, oh, if I say something wrong, I got to worry about my paycheck. Like, no, I'm going to get Google to pay me so that I can talk about the things that I feel like need to be talked about. And, and if I take a reasonable enough approach at it, people will be perceptive to it and maybe it will have an impact on BMX as a whole. Yeah, and if, if anything, dude, like, uh, maybe it's me being a Virgo Libra cusp. <laughs> but what? the fact is, like, I like teaching people shit, dude. Like, that's yeah. why I talk and ask and say so many things is because, like, I want to learn mm-hmm. and other people know things. And I want to talk to you about because you know things. I want you to teach me. Like, sometimes arguments lead into things that are, like, a positive thing. Yeah. Because you learn something about each other or an event or a facts, like, shit anything and Mm -hmm. sometimes like you shouldn't be in a place where you're just being quiet because like you're afraid to say something and potentially look stupid or in today's culture say something that's not politically correct yeah you know what i mean like you're like oh well so and so said this and they were upset and then instead of being like why is that why is that bad why like i don't understand genuinely i don't understand and instead most people just go well they they had a negative effect from saying this word so then I will not say that word. And they just like, literally, that's it. And they change their behavior in the way that they, and that that's that's bizarre to me too. Like, yeah. And yeah. it's just like, why are you changing your behavior, who you are, like, without knowing why? Right. Like that's, I can't leave loose ends, dude. Like the autism, dude, I'm straight autistic. I can't fucking like let loose ends. I need to know why, I need to know how things work. Like, why do you think that way? Why is it that way? That's Debate how you learn. With, Tell me to shut the fuck up, too. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just fucking at least, like, have a formulated opinion back. Like, if you want to you wanna slide in my DMs and you want to be like, I think you should be banned off of the Instagram because of the 3D printed firearms that you're making. And I rhetorically say back, I'm like, under Instagram's rules and guidelines, destruction of private property shall not be allowed to be displayed on their platform because it's destruction of private property. It's a crime, which is what BMX is. Mm-hmm. You guys are breaking the law. And what I'm doing is literally federally and state legal where I'm at. <laughs> and yet yeah. you're telling me that I shouldn't be doing my shit and follow the rules. And if I don't like it, I should go to another platform or start my own. And you're also at the same time supposed to be a bike rider. Make sure you never go onto school property then. Don't jump that fence. Don't make trails on anybody else's property. Right. If it's a skate only skate park, don't you dare go in there. Like all the rules. Like, come on, dude. Come on, dude. That's the shit I deal with all the time. Yeah, and those are the, the people that you see who are the loudest, usually. Dude, yeah, and it's just like but it's they're not one thought out of like their own pretense. Mm-hmm. They're like, I am correct. The myopic binary that everyone seems to live in anymore. If it's not this way, it's this way. You know what I mean? And, and there's no like, possibility of the other one existing at all. Yeah, no, it's just like people are like, oh, so what's your political stance? Are you like conservative? I'm like, no. Are you liberal? No. Are you a moderate? No. And they're like, their face goes into like that mathematic meme. You know what I mean? With like mm-hmm. the numbers floating around. Yeah. Like, 
do, 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 do. I'm just an individual, dude. I just have no fucking, I don't think anybody should fucking tell anybody what they should and cannot do as long as they don't hurt anyone or their property yeah. or belongings. That's yeah. it. I try to look at things from a reasonable approach, no matter what it is, instead of just immediately shutting something down for the appearance. And I personally believe that if you can't argue the other side of your opinion on something, then you shouldn't be arguing it in the first place because you aren't educated enough to hold that opinion. Dude, fucking yeah, preach, man. Exactly. Like most people are like that. They're literally one argument. Like if you counter their argument, they're not ready for it. Yeah. They've invested themselves and this is the way it is and society says or whether you're left or right, politics don't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. If you're only like in that space of like, I believe because I believe. And then if you get countered, they're like, immediately go to like name calling yeah like oh you're some fucking snowflake liberal or you're a fucking bigot homophobe transphobe and it's like (laughs) jesus christ no no i literally like it's just insane dude like and that that binary logic is so fucking dangerous to our society it's dangerous to bmx it's fucking dangerous to fucking everything we do it's just this whole fucking divisive shit like yeah but i mean insane I, I don't know how much you pay attention, but I feel like if there's a pendulum of this stuff, it has gone all the way out and is starting to come back right now. That's dude. That's why I said like the '90s shit, like with CKY doing an album, mm-hmm. because people fucking, especially with like the COVID bullshit, all the lockdown shit, all the financial pressure everyone's on, people are ready to fucking snap, dude. Yeah. So many people are just like, yo, I'm so sick of this shit. I'm so sick of these people putting this shit in my face. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, yeah, that's why I think like Gen Z kids, Gen Z kids, first time riders, first time complete bike riders. Like, dude, it might be the pendulum swinging back. Like it's 1998 all over again. Oh, we're Next thing have... you know, I'm going to see fucking kids with grommet little devil belts on wallet <laughs> chains, yeah. like hardcore kids, like hardcore kids who are just like wearing fucking skinny shirts, the fucking wristbands. And they're like, fuck you. I hate everybody. Fuck you. <laughs> and dude, what's so interesting about that conversation is that like, those things when they were in their peak had never really existed before that so it was them coming into existence but now all this stuff has already existed so people can just go into the history books and pick which thing that they want from that and like if they resonate with it they just can can be that and and it's wild to think about that and it's like is there a new thing coming that we have no idea about or is it are gonna be Most a trends usually like circle back everything you know we know shit yeah, circles back right but it's not exactly the same you know what i mean it always has its own spin to it uh-huh. its own look yeah i mean i don't know if jinkos are gonna come back or <laughs> you know did. what i mean like uh trey jones out there is like dude i got some right now and yeah. i'm like yeah me too i can't say shit i got <laughs> but uh you know what I mean? Like, I got clips from fucking the Asan video with a wallet chain on, dude. I rock that shit. I think it's fucking cool. So it, it will come back around. And I just, like, when it does and as it comes around, I just want more Gen Z kids to fucking, like, because I think BMX is, like, rollerblading right now, dude. It's pretty fucking dead. Mm-hmm. I just want Gen Z kids who are, like, discovering BMX for the first time to find out, like, what it really is. It's something that is the lifestyle, the way that you can meet so many people the way you see things in the world so much differently than everyone else yeah it is really something for all of us it's a therapy it's a an abusive relationship like (laughs) true it's a lot of things for a lot of 
people, but like it's home. You know what I mean? It's our it's our thing. Absolutely. And I just want that to be expressed to people. And I want Gen Z kids especially like to pick up a bike, not a scooter, not a skateboard, but a BMX bike and do cool shit. I don't care if it's riding. It doesn't always have to be like the craziest tricks. You can just go out and film with your friends mm-hmm. or just like use BMX as your way to vent to a world that you're like coming into a world where you're like, yep, world's going to fucking end. Economy's <laughs> going to collapse and yeah. we're going to get nuked any one of these days now. Going to college is a dead end fucking bet. <laughs> like, yeah. I think they're like, what, what the fuck do I do? You know what you do? You fucking pick up a BMX bike and you fucking forget about all that shit for a while because you can't focus on uh, the conflict in Ukraine while you're trying to double peg a handrail. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So this might be a hot take and maybe we have a hot take segment here. I think there needs to be more angry riding in BMX. More dude, angry fucking, stuff. You're literally saying that and you're talking to me. Fuck yeah, you're right, dude. <laughs> well, it I'm, does, dude. Like, I, I, I mean... Just, like, Dude, all the music I've been listening to is literally like, it's fucking, it's like incel core. Like, it's fucking all these like 20 year old kids who are just like dealing with like third wave feminism and like it's a devastating effects on like the dating pool, the hookup culture. Everyone's so fucking mad. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, BMX, dude. BMX is that release, man. Yeah, it I want is. To like, it is an outlet for that aggression and like, it's a positive place for it. Yo, go crash. Smash your fucking bike because you're mad because that girl ghosted your ass and left you on red. Like, go fucking ride, dude. I, I don't like bike throwing, but I want to see somebody. <laughs> I want to see somebody just with the maddest look on their face, cranking as hard as they can at this gap and then just blasting it because their dad called them a little shithead the night before that. You know, yeah, like, right? You got fucking family problems. You got girlfriend problems. You got like world problems, dude. Like BMX is that is that home for you to fucking get away from that shit for just a little bit. Yeah. And oh. if there was some way to encapsulate that. I don't know how to do it in videography form or else I'd fucking be pumping it out every fucking day. Mm. But if you could and just like market that and sell that, like, I mean, I'm doing my shit now. Like I'm going to be doing like shit, dude, my new, like us, them designs and shit. Like yeah. they're fucking fairly aggressive. I like that. Nice. I need some aggressive ass shit, dude. I need some aggressive music. I need some fucking like, and it's not, it's not, there's no problem with fucking being like the, but dude, when you're shoving fucking be kind down my throat, like when you're just like, be kind, yeah. be kind, I want to, I'm fucking had enough, dude. It's like, you remember in school when you did those tests that were like, in the last three weeks, have you tried cocaine, <laughs> weed, or like, remember that? And then it like, you do this whole fucking filling out and by the end of it, you're like, yes, I do drugs every fucking day. Get rid of this. I'm sick of this shit. Like. That's where we're at. Like, you just keep telling me to be kind, be like this, be this, be this, be this, do this. Like, I'm, I'm at a point where it's like, yo, fuck you. Fuck you, I'm done. I yeah. don't want to fucking do anything you're telling me to do. Even if you're morally correct, you've just annoyed me to the point where it's like, fuck you. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And, I mean, I don't know. My, my wanting to see more angry riders thing is more like, I feel like it would have to be totally someone else filming them because if somebody's like angry and filming or having that filmed it almost doesn't feel real at that point I, Dude, like you know what i'm saying i want to see i want to see the temper tantrums i wish howard would take like some of my fucking temper tantrums i'm sure he's got clips of me just fucking spazzing the fuck out and like 
degrading myself and me throwing my bike and ripping clothes off of me, like temper tantrums over the years, but like Chris Bennett shit. Like when I was growing up, I'd be so mad, like trying to learn something or like, especially like landing fakie and my gene codes would get stuck in my 48 tooth boss hog fucking sprocket or yeah. boss cog sprocket. You know what I mean? In my three sixteenth chain and I'd fall on my back and I just like throw my 48 pound bicycle. <laughs> like, that kind of shit dude like chris bennett who's a famous bike thrower him just ghost riding his bike off the trails yeah. uh, obviously butcher butcher just fucking throwing his bike what's, into a fucking sign and ecd4 uh, what's the like, one video is it i don't want to say this wrong person and then they get pissed at me but there was a video that was this person's name gets mad <laughs> i can't remember all right i'm gonna google it or youtube it and like i am not a a advocate for throwing bikes at all but I, I, I get it. I get it. Sometimes you get such a heat of rage where it happens. And what like what'll what bums me out is where companies will put a clip of somebody throwing the bike that they the person like they get given to them. Yeah. And and you're like purposefully destroying this bike that was given to you <laughs> and and I don't know. I mean there's that awkward awkward fucking like hey we want to sponsor you oh thanks oh here's me having a temper tantrum and smashing that top exactly. flat with a baseball bat or or i need bars again i need new bars because i messed this thing up and i threw my bike and it bent the bars it's like oh that. man come on the fucking mutiny video throw your bike dude well like, that's that was just literally the name of a fucking bike video like uh i just literally did a thing with little devil um talking to Derek Adams and shit, like just thinking of like seek and destroy where they, they take the bike and they fucking throw it under a train, like <laughs> all that kind of shit, man. Like I love that shit because that's literally like that's BMX. It, it's describing that angst. Yeah. Well, I guess feel towards the world, I guess where I'm getting at to it too with this is that I think it should all be able to exist. Like, I don't yeah. think that, I just like I realized that like meme pages, yeah, sometimes some of the stuff they post might suck and have real world implications. I feel like they have they have their place because without it, it becomes just like oh, we're just all gonna be fake positive all the time, one hundred percent. Everything's Toxic positivity. Every man. yeah, everything is awesome. Which I'm a kind of person that I am fully positive, but that's just who I am. But like if you're faking it for the sake of faking it, it's no different than things being bad just just like people throwing their bikes is gonna exist and uh the video is called shane weston shane's oh, yeah. mad shane weston, dude, fuck yeah, man. shane's mad shit, dude i fuck with that heavy <laughs> it's so oh my dude God. he did some i mean that man was doing some fucking some of the most original riding like the baby cannibal shit that he was doing the nothings like yeah uh that man who the fuck did he ride for at the time this but, uh, there was an eclat thing a at clot, the beginning yeah. of the video. Yeah, He's just smashing shit. So mad. But okay, so uh yeah, I I mean that's good for sales though. That's good for sales. Bike throwing is good for sales. Come on, smash your handlebars, get some new ones. <laughs> well, not when the company's paying for them. <laughs> no, the company ain't paying for it. You threw your bike. That's your problem, jackass. Now give me another seventy five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh but so I mean, you just saw, mentioned Howard having clips of you and your, like, things. But what one thing I wanted to make sure we talked about in here is the fear aspect of things. Because I can remember a time when we were riding and Colson was coming up where you were, like, 
trying to mentor him into how to turn his fear off. And I, I feel like it could be a cool conversation to just get your insight on f- what you think about fear in general. Uh, it's a, it's a hell of a thing if you learn how to control that. And it's not something that I don't think everyone can do. Yeah. Um, obviously like being able to, cause let's just fucking face it. There's no uh, risk to reward ratio. It's basically zero and 100. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just all risk, and uh, the reward is just the fact that you know that you did it and you got the clip, and then later you'll get some applause, and there you go. That's yeah, it. That's right. all you get out of it. Um, so it, But it is just like the mental thing of being able to fucking overcome that. I had a friend of mine always ask, like, how do you, like, not think of the consequences? And I'm like, I never think of the consequences. Yeah. All I think about is what I want to do. The hardest thing to get over is that first try, too, which I call, like, breaking the ice. Yep. Where you have to literally, like, you know that you have to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't fucking do something 50%. You kind of can't hop onto it. So, like, yeah. you you got to get yourself to do that. And if you can do it, sometimes you get lucky, and that first try is all it takes. Right. You know what I mean? And bless and count those blessings when that first try is the one that fucking does it you break the ice and you roll away from it that, that's a fucking blessing mm-hmm. and then the ones that you don't but you know once you do that first one and if you fall jump off the bike whatever happens roll away from it uh and i do mean literally roll as in like tuck and roll grandma like yeah. fucking tumbling out of it you're you're fine you survived and now you know what you're in for um overcoming that is just like that first one being able to do that is a total mind fuck. Not a lot of people are able to overcome that. And I think it's just like, I mean, I fucking like have like shit, man. I wish there was videos of me just like talking to myself where I'm like in this fucking world of my own, where I'm like, if I can just get five seconds where no doubts come into my head, where I get no fucking, no negativity. Everything's like you focus on what you want to do. And I'm like, right, Zach, you can do this. And I'm like, you good, Howard? He's like, yeah. He's like, and I'm like, God, I fucking like death charge myself, like get fucking hyped up, like <laughs> yeah. World War II shit. Like I'm about to fucking charge the front lines and come out of the fucking foxhole and run towards open gunfire. Mm-hmm. Fucking shit that like our grandparents had a fucking, like my grandfathers, both of them literally did. Yeah. As 18 year olds. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I got to grind a handrail. Wow. Scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah the fear is just like you can't compare those two so why am i scared you know what i mean like why am i so scared i know i can do this i'm confident i'm a bit i have the ability so if i can just get this shit out of my system because your brain's like you're gonna die you're gonna die you're gonna die mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you can just fucking turn it off for a little bit you can fucking you can do it you know yeah so it's kind of my process i guess is kind of crazy sounding but i totally get it i mean i talk to myself anytime something takes more than you know three attempts i'm talking to myself like all right you need to do this all right you know get out of your own head like why are you scared of this just do it and uh dude yeah i have like the tony nyer had it in an interview years ago where we had like the five minutes or five run-ups mm. like that's like when i go to a thing and if like say for we were shooting a photo or for videotaping it's like Let's set up right now. Everything gonna be as fast as possible. I'm totally an asshole to people. Yeah. Because I'm just like, there's only so much time that I can like push this anxiety and fear down and yeah. control it until it just gets to my head and then I'm scared. And then if I'm scared, I'm not doing it. Well, I mean, some of the stuff that you've done is 
legitimately bigger than anything anyone else has ever done in those respects on a bike. I mean, like, talk me through the Jaws bar spin. How does that, what is the sequence of events for that? Uh, first would be like the few hour drive, like listening to Pantera the whole way. Getting, <laughs> there you go. Getting some fucking like hate build up and fucking super angry. Yeah. And then just being like, I, we didn't even like warm up. I just went there and was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm but that up. was like, I was on, on a mission on that video, dude. Like I was out there to fucking say something. And yeah. when I'm on a mission to like make a statement, I did. And yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with like everything that I've done recently and do like, that's something that comes with age too, is just being happy and more confident in your riding and the self-satisfactory you get from it. You don't need anybody else's approval, but your own. Oh yeah. And your friends, your close friends, if they're fucking like, good job. Like, yeah, (laughs) cool. (laughs) So there's a lot of things, even like the newer video that were like a lot more challenging for me. Cause there's a lot more that goes into like the big brolic stuff, which is just like simple trick, but like dead man. Yeah. Versus like the clip of me in the new one where I do like that rail, like up rail gap down rail. Mm-hmm. And that's in like Troy. And that thing is like an eight foot gap and the rails are like L'd. And that's way more of like a mental game than like bar spinning the jaws gap, which is like, okay, go fast bar spin. Hold mm-hmm. on. That's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna charge at this L rail, <laughs> hop onto it, and if I'm going too slow, I'm gonna die. Yeah. And it's just like, maybe not die as seriously, but like charging at a rail and then going up a rail and then trying to gap to a down rail, there's a lot more that goes into that that makes it challenging in an entire different sense mentally. Yeah, fully. I mean, and, I can relate to that with what I do too, the technicality yeah, like, of it. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah, like, you just are, like, yeah, totally different, like, mindset of, like, riding and shit. Shit, how my stuff has changed. And it's just, like, a way of me finding my own personal challenges. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, what I've just always done is things that are, like, this is personally challenging. Even if it's just, like, some of the shit that I just, like, ride, just riding it is challenging. Right. Let alone, like, doing tricks on it just riding it has become a challenge. And I, I appreciate that with like, especially like riders like Lino Gonzalez and like Rat Kid, mm. all like the scapegoat shit, like just things that they ride. It ain't just easy. Just riding it is the challenge yeah. half the time. So uh, back to the Jaws thing, just because of the sequence of events, how, how long from getting there to the first jump? I don't know, not long, long enough for Howard to set up like a camera on top of the stairs and the VHS camera and then him to get at the bottom. Yeah. So you just kind of, you were already in that mental state of like, all right, and then just went for it. Yeah. That's how I am. Like, like usually I go scope out things beforehand and get like a picture in my head, like Mm -hmm. what I want to do. And once that is like in my head, how I envision things then I can come back to it. And then all it is is like overcoming that like anxiety and fear. Yeah. To get that first one out of the way and break the ice. And then hopefully I land it. And if not, just push through until I do or don't, whatever happens. <laughs> yeah. That makes total sense. And God dang, you've got, you've had a lot of those. Like what was, if you, 
was there one that sticks out? Was the roof to roof front flip the scariest one? Yeah, that's the one, one that I would like. You could never, ever, ever. That's like the scariest, most reckless thing I've ever done on a bike. What was that Same. one in? Hard times. I'm gonna pull that up while you're kind of talking about it because it's it's worth checking out. Yeah, that one was like the most dude. That one, I literally like. Uh, I mean, you can talk to even like Howard was there filming it, like. It's the first time I've done something where I did like a thousand run-ups. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I just kept jumping it and jumping it and jumping it. And I was fucking scared to death. Wow. that's Yeah, that's definitely not like you. Like, usually it's like I have it in my head. Let's fucking do it. There's a whole bunch of things going into it, too. Like, uh, trash cans in the way, motorcycles in the way. Like, there's low telephone wires. Like, a whole lot of fucking, like really like not ideal <laughs> you know what i mean not yeah. an ideal fucking setup for it well the stuff that you don't want to have to worry about when you're doing the scariest thing you've ever done in your life yeah the little shit that's what nitpicks a lot of the stuff is like when it's when it gets into the fucking just, just the little shit in the ground the run up the fucking when you're dealing with telephone wires that are low hanging and you have to go under them and then if you front flip too early, your back tire could hit them. There's a whole lot of fucking, like, fuckery that was, like, involved in that. Mm-hmm. Definitely the scariest. Like, I would never want to do that again. Yeah, Ever. well. Ever. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of one-and-done stuff, I imagine. Uh, there's, like, literally, like, if you gave me a million dollars and they're like, yeah, you can go back and refilm. Like, I'd refilm any of my video parts before, before I go back one. and yeah. fucking want to do that. That was, like, the like the most scared I fucking have ever been. And like, I literally like called my dad and was like, I was like, yeah, I like want to do this. And he's like, yeah, if anyone can do it, it's you. So stop being a bitch. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to put my phone here. And next time I'm either going to fucking, I'll call you back and I landed it. Or I, you know, I'll have my friend call you cause we're going to the hospital. And he's like, okay, I'll be by the phone. God, just imagine <laughs> being in his spot right there thinking about like all right we're waiting to hear back on this thing my kids voluntarily doing yeah literally like i'm <laughs> choosing to do this at my own free will like right. with nothing nothing uh, gonna come from it no monetary fucking like no red bull no fucking jumping from the stratosphere bum gardener fucking paycheck like fucking <laughs> nothing yeah literally nothing from that and that's fucking you tell that to a normal person they just they can't even fucking they're like i went on a roller coaster yeah dude i was literally just gonna bring up like think about that from a normal everyday person's perspective and it's like totally inconceivable it's like it's like telling somebody to go full speed like they see they're going at a, a stoplight and they they have no idea if it's going to turn green or red. Tell them they're just going to push the gas as hard as it can, like all the way to the floor, and they're just going to go through it. Like yeah. that. That's what you're going to do, and you're either going to make it through and it's going to be fine, or you're going to be broken. Yeah, like that's literally some shit that like, yeah, it's fucked up, man. I get like, I can like relate to the PTSD shit because I get so in my head about like what I want to achieve, mm -hmm. and fortunately i i have achieved that and like landed it yeah but then like late at night i'll fucking literally just 
fucking like even right now I'm, I'm feeling like anxious as fuck because i just start running my head through like holy shit i almost overshot the whole thing <laughs> yeah i almost fucking like went off the side i almost like this could have happened this could have happened yeah and sit up at night sweating like holy fuck i did it i'm glad yeah, i got I it like, i could have fucking died dude. what <laughs> the fuck did i do that like in, total ptsd shit like in your uh you're like oh my god i'm glad i'm in the universe where i pulled it <laughs> Yeah, right, the multiverse theory. I'm like, God, thank God this one worked out. Thank God this one fucking worked out, dude. Feel yeah, bad like, for the Zack in the other universe where it didn't happen. Yeah, I don't want to... That's literally, like, the scariest of all scary clips was was that. That is, that is the gnarliest thing I've ever done. I will never come close to that. I don't want to ever come close to that. Yeah. Like, scariest, most mentally ill, fucked up thing I've ever done. Ever. So take it another direction with that clip if that setup was a pyramid with no gap and it was 16 feet wide would you be front flipping that all day long easily oh yeah and especially like not doing it off of shingles right <laughs> making it way easier because it's not fucking like rolling on that shit it feels like slow as fuck it's super oh my weird god yeah horrible yeah like just pedaling full speed hopping onto a roof jumping a gap under telephone wires like Four feet wide, probably. And motorcycles and recycling bins and like having to hop on, turn and adjust to be straight. It's only fucking like, I don't know, four foot wide ish, five foot. Like it's narrow, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. your tires in a safe spot puts your bars, you know, within a foot or so of the walls. Yeah, exactly. And it's like an L wall, too, where like it's blind because you're upside down. Mm -hmm. Like, going full speed and it's like a tree line it's a drop off roof too like and then you just like remember like you're old enough to fucking have had the fucking ride bmx magazine where nate wessel did it to manual and fucking died oh god yeah so you gotta think about that front end right at the worst time literally like what i almost did like <laughs> yeah it's fuck, dude like yeah it's, it's terrifying that was literally like the worst idea i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> well it worked out uh yeah right how at night i'm sleeping in (laughs) wake up and you're just like (laughs) girlfriend's like zach you pulled it go back to bed yeah like literally just lunge up night panics you got it you didn't crash go back to bed it's okay (laughs) i'll see you in the morning (laughs) yeah dude it's fucking it is like that it's fucking scary oh geez uh so have you talked about in one of these before about how the concept of like front flips downstairs or the flare off the loading dock, like where those ideas originally came from? Uh, not really. I can fucking mention. I'm curious. I mean, I was doing them over box jumps, like one of the first people doing the pop style. Right, with brakes. You can fucking hit up Daniel Durs and Ryan Gutler and all those fuckers and remind them that I taught him at Woodward Camp. Because <laughs> I totally fucking did as a camper. Yeah. Um, just doing that pop style. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was. I literally was riding a foam pit and I was like, I'm Matt Beringer. <laughs> and whatever the fuck, I popped like that. Just It just kind of happened. Yeah. And the dude who was like the skate park uh, resi dude, who was like, he's like, you have to do that on the resi right now. And I'm like, uh okay (laughs) yeah i did on the resi like three times he's like he closed down the fucking park like what's the one at the top i don't know cloud nine yeah cloud nine and then we then we went to this the one with the box jump and mount everest and shit whatever it is that eight yeah 
and he literally like made the skateboarders stop stop riding wow and got like uh john sexton to fucking film it and like yeah. my friends filmed it on their camera and i just did it over the box jump and then it was like and ryan Gutler was there daniel durs was there they're yeah. like in the background filming it like so yeah that was like the start of it as far as box jumps go and then i was actually riding the flow too mm-hmm. and anthony napolitan was there and craig mast yeah and they were doing it off like a two-foot kicker like which one the, uh you remember like where the stairs were the handrail yeah and they put that kicker in front of the stairs and we're doing it like fly out doing to the it top. up the stairs holy crap and they were like yo zach you got to do it and i'm like no i just like the smallest thing i've done was like the box jump that was like in the middle room yeah like the smaller box mm-hmm. and he's like no try this and i fucking did it there and it was just so much easier Whoa. because when you do it off of something like without a lip mm-hmm. you can kind of just pop forward whenever feels right okay you know what i mean you don't have to have the timing like on a box jump you got to pop exactly at the right time if you pop too early you're pushing through behringer style and if you pop too late you're gonna do that shit where you like let go of the bike and you like swim through the air yeah like, that kind of shit and and after that i was like holy shit and i just started doing it off of like dumb shit like wedges and fucking and then like probably only in a few months i did it downstairs yeah and then the one over the rail i'm playing that one on the screen right now oh well yeah Yeah, that was from my ride interview too i remember when you did that because it was when i was still living in columbus i feel like i saw it or something and just talking about it and it's so crazy that you just found it easier to do things off like stuff like that Dude, I was doing, like, front flips over box jumps before I could tail whip or bar spin. I literally, like, was not kidding when I said all I could do is 360s, turn downs, and front flips. Yeah, well, I mean... I mean I... front tire grabs. I could do front tire grabs, too. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, because I can remember the video of you at Ridgeway, like a 13 or 14, however many years old you were, yeah. doing front flips over the box jump and doing tuck no handers at the same time. It was like... Yeah. And the turn downs and everything, and it's just it's crazy that i don't know it's to think about it evolving to that place is something that you would just wouldn't think about and so like the first one downstairs where does that come from where's the I thought mean, that was was it's uh in my hometown and it's in it's actually my old elementary school oh, nice. um and it's like a nine stair and it has like that sidewalk at the bottom but that goes to grass mm. and i was like oh grass nice and safe I think I, I literally was running like a, like a DK frame. I had a gyro on. I probably had a fucking like an elementary stem on or something to totally date my ass. I had one. It's okay. Yeah, right? Like totally landed. My bars moved. Of course, they always moved. <laughs> but yeah, that just came about because I don't know, dude. I, before that, I had like front flipped like a two foot like dirt mound yeah like next to the skate park and then like i was like dude if i can fucking do that i bet you i could do it downstairs you know i think i'd done it like the side of a foam pit like i was like yeah fuck it let's try it i yeah. like looped out like a few times and then i pulled one and like slipped the foot and then went back and did one didn't slip the foot so i literally did it twice in a row oh my god just for good measure and yeah. I, I mean, that was dude i was just like fresh out of high school kind of shit 
That's so insane. I mean, you know, I couldn't 360 the stairs, but I front flipped them. <laughs> it's just okay. So, so it's that's just kind of how it is for some people in BMX. It's just some things work yeah. that way, and we I don't know how to explain it, but the things. Yeah, that's what's, that's why I always find what was crazy is about trying to like scale people's tricks. Yeah. Some people can just do think it's just a weird thing. Some I don't know whether it's the way your body physique is, how tall you are xyz your sponge i mean but yeah that some people can just do things more naturally easier than other people so to mm-hmm. say like all bar spins are the same is kind of like eh. yeah it's a eh, weird, some it's... people like have a hard ass time doing that man like right me, I can't, dude i used to do bar spins the wrong way i literally was bar spinning the wrong way then i had to learn how to do them the other way and before that i was like fucking front flipping boxes i was front flipping boxes before i could back flip tail whip or bar spin like so front flips are just kind of they came for you it's just yeah just because they weren't like scary to me because like back flips are scary because if you under rotate you're going front wheel first yeah if you under rotate a uh, front flips you just like fall on your ass for better or for worse you can totally get up landing on your back but right or on a fence like Anthony Napolitan. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that going around the Pitfall, past couple Mortal days. Kombat, dude. Freaking, that's like the best video ever. Instagram Reels bonus, baby. Let's get paid from those views. Fuck yeah, he should get paid for that shit, dude. He's lucky to be fucking alive. I'm talking about everyone else reposting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they're all sharing it. They're like, oh, shit, man, I got to get that 100 bucks. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, but that's... Yeah, the front flip thing has just always been intriguing because, and I, all right, how the hell did I forget to bring this one up? The Dirty East 2006 front flip. I mean, this is where I first saw you was that front flip down the freaking dead man gap. At oh, just a fucking flat blew out my wheel and had like Chris Gerber give me one of his. Yeah, oh, that was my first clip on the come up, dude. Just that was the first time that was like the first person, and everybody thought I was Chris Gerber too. Oh, that because and then that motherfucker used to tell everybody that we were brothers. I'm like, dude, you're from Indiana, I'm from Pennsylvania, I don't know you, <laughs> critter, you fuck. Uh, so who's that? Was that your idea? Did you have that planned ahead of time, or yeah, because I had done one before then off of that. Um, yeah, if you look up like at a bad omen video part, we stacked like fucking three picnic tables on top of each other oh, you showed at, like, me that at my like football field yeah in my hometown and i tire tap front flip that mm-hmm. and i was like okay i can do that i want to do it at a fucking contest it's sick that i still didn't win best trick what <laughs> matt sparks did when he flared the channel yeah You've got to be kidding me. Motherfucker, every, nobody wanted me to ever win the Dirty East contest. I got fucking robbed every year. Admit it. Oh Admit it, Craig. Where's Craig at? No fucking hassle his ass. How do you <laughs> not win with that? In hindsight, if there's anyone who says that that shouldn't have won, that it just doesn't add up. I'm, and then, like, the next year I flared the channel, like, in my runs, and then I did, like, the wall ride to flare that Joey Hill was trying. Yeah. I fucking truck drivered that like seven foot wedge to flat into like the rhythm section. I was and there. Shit. I was literally there for all of that. Three sixty the fucking three sixty tuck no hander the channel gap to fakie. Dude, that that contest was I fucking was, sick. Yeah, I was. Old, old contests were so sick because it didn't fucking matter. Like monkey foofanooing the fucking giant back wall. The green one. 
Oh yep. my god, I remember that. Dude, so here's the thing. I was there. Where is it? Let me just pull this out real quick and we'll this is doesn't even matter, but I'm gonna do it. I was there filming that contest on this camera and I Hell still yeah, have JVC. I still have all of the footage. I never edited it, but I still have it all. So I That's can so edit that together and have that come out. What I also have is the last Dirty East contest footage yeah. that I never edited. So yeah, that's, sick. that's all of there. Shit, My camera all died. Those, all those contests were so sick because nobody ever really remembers who won. You just remember like what people did. Mm -hmm. And you remember like what happened at like the night's end. You remember, <laughs> you remember Glenn Johnson beating up Zach Warden. Like <laughs> you remember that shit. You remember vince smith getting tackled by some random dude because he jumped onto his car off the roof of the hotel on his bike <laughs> and him getting like choked up you remember the fucking weird like underground party that was like a hole underneath the hotel and there's like all these weird string lights underneath it, and there's like a rave party going on underneath and you're just like all this weird fucking ohio shit like those kind of contests are like that's what i'm talking about dude i don't give a fuck about like your winning run Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Can those uh, contests happen in 2023? Since Yo, I've been trying to talk to Howard about making a fucking, like, making uh, the Gummo Pro. Yeah. Leo, let's fucking for real. We should all get behind this. instead. Of, you remember the Jomo Pro? Yeah. And, but we'll call it the Gummo Pro just because, obviously, it's fucking Ohio, Gummo, all that shit. And just having, like, some fucking, like, uh, what would it be? Like, the FBM-style fucking... Ramps, just yeah. fucking shitty Ohio style. I don't know. Have like a downhill course or something like gummo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like on a hill and like some street style like do tour setup, but it's all like just shitty fucking cars and pallet ramps and dangerous ass shit. Like something very Ohio, something very like reckless as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, my buddy Trevor has been. He put on a Changa contest, and the first time he did it with run format, so you only have 45 seconds or whatever, then this last time he did jam format because he's trying to remake the Changa contest vibe and, like, the mid-2000s vibe of contests. So, like, he wants that to happen, but I just don't know. I don't know how to do it. It's hard because I think, like, with indoor skate parks, it's a challenge. Um, may, like the outdoor setting might be the more uh, better way to go just because you can with today's riding I think that's what it is just like what obstacles people prefer to ride mm -hmm. skate parks are more challenging for like the street kids Yeah, you know what I mean like but if you totally like dude I'm talking about I thought it'd be funny too if we just did like a downhill course and it starts like hell, hell track style like fucking rad Death drop but then in. at the bottom of the hill, it just narrows down with like jersey barriers, like <laughs> one handlebar wide. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, fifty riders to bottom the hill. <laughs> Death match. That'd be that fucking insane. Like, literal. Dude, there you go, Florida. Florida Swamp Fest. That's a fucking idea. Like the downhill narrows the fucking pathway, and there's like ramps and obstacles in the way, or like oh, just some wild shit like that. Dude, where they do Swamp Fest at has like a a racetrack type deal inside it's a dirt bike like i think it's like a dirt bike pump track type thing but yeah. they could totally make a, a race 
and have it get skinnier and wider and put stuff in the way and something yeah, like that. Yeah, that'd be super funny and just see like people like charging ramps and fucking I don't know chaos, dude. Because that sort of shit, like like people with the fucking coaster rail loop, like those are the things that like make memories. Yeah, and make legends. Like, yeah, that's what makes legendary shit. Like yep. people getting fucking. Even if you crash, people remember that shit. Like oh yeah. So that's like what's sick about things like that, and I think those are important. So I mean, I'd like to see more. I would like to participate in more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always, I'm obviously always down for shithead behavior. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could have like a fucking contest where we just like I don't know push fucking dumpsters down hills. That'd be fucking sick too. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that's funny. I, I think that idea should definitely happen at the next swamp. Fest. Imagine you just got a fucking like there's a downhill and you got to race a dumpster or you get <laughs> crushed by it. Like <laughs> it's like some Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> People are just like fucking at the bottom with alligators and shit. They're just holding them. Uh, like fucking, funny. you get bit by an alligator at Swamp Fest. That'd be pretty. Imagine telling people that you got like a scar on your arm. Yeah, I got bit by a gator at Swamp Fest. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there's kind of an interesting question along these lines. Somebody asked, if someone puts up a 3K prize pool, what kind of return can you make? Just the money, not three thousand dollars. <laughs> not from one. Not from a contest. No. As far as like, what do you what do you mean prize? Like if somebody donates some money and then like goes into it or like. I don't know, but I I, I don't think you're making three thousand dollars from a contest unless there's two hundred people there riding. I don't know. I've always like, uh, I want, sometimes I want to talk to Dorito and con him into fucking doing this shit. But like Dorito's like, if people die, I will donate money. Like he's always <laughs> been like. We used to do shows and shit. He's like, yeah, he's always talking about wanting to do that and put money up just because he, like... Because that is a thing, man. You want, like... Dude, when we rode those contests, like, you did want to die. Like, you were, like... I don't know what the hell, like, was the vibe at, like, those contests, but, like, you were literally, like... You just had no regard for safety. You were just like, all right, I'm going to fucking... Things that you always thought about doing at a skate park, you're like, now's the time. Yeah. This wall is 20 feet back. I yep. know that I will not get close to it, but I'm going to try. <laughs> like, yeah. Just launching your corpse at shit. Like, sometimes you got lucky, sometimes you just made stories and shit, dude. Yeah, and that's like, that's the thing that I don't know if you can recreate. It, you, it, I don't know how you do it. Do you make it a, a best, I don't know. I guess it's all in the format of the thing so that people can go crazy if they want to, but I don't... I don't know if people are going crazy like that anymore. People are, and especially like in crowds, people tend to get like more insane because there's That's true. like the crowd mentality. People getting like, you know, people like get behind them and pushing them into something. Yeah. Um, once again, I think it would just be like, you'd have to really like consider your obstacles. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what can you do? Because a lot of times, and like money's not necessarily anything that goes into it. It's more of just like, uh, an event, uh, uh, a, you know what I mean? Like a, a story for people to come and hang out and drink and smash stuff and start a fire and spray paint the ramps. And, <laughs> and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's like what people are into. Like they want to fucking, they want it to be the gathering for the juggalos, but for BMX riders, you know, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's what they want to do. They want to fucking release all this fucking like pent up shit where they're sick of the fucking world for a fucking weekend. And 
I don't know, if you could just like make obstacles that allow people to to be creative and be reckless at the same time with like their stunts, their back rail foofanoo abilities there. Uh -huh. Like I thought it was sick, dude. Like um, they did that like rail jam in wherever the fuck it was. They just like made that big dumb fucking rail. Yeah. I thought oh, that was the ninth street. Sick. Yeah. Like, yeah, wherever the fuck that was, that was like overseas, wasn't it? Well, uh, are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, for that source contest or whatever the fuck it was, or that, I don't know, shit, dude. They, I know Garrett Reynolds just did like every trick, and so did fucking. I can't Lou. remember. These guys fucking destroyed. It. It's just like a, just like a BDR, big dumb rail, and they're just fucking doing banger shit on it. Gotcha. I thought that's a sick oh. setup for like modern. Yeah. Uh, Battle of Hastings. Yeah, that's it was it the did. rail jam before it on the street yes. spot. That, yes. That's what the fuck, like for modern shit. A rail that's like pretty low, pretty mellow, mm -hmm. and it's just like all wooden shit, and then just like get people around that to just get fucking dumb on. Yeah, could be something that like in a in a modern setting could be really fucking sick, or make it extra stupid and like make one big dumb rail and then make one that's like a coaster rail, make like a a big dumb hubba for like your your street aspect of it, mm -hmm. and then at the bottom put like a fucking uh like a wedge drop in so you could fucking do like uh big sub box tricks oh yeah like a big bank sub wall on it too and then also have a euro up the stairs so it's like a win-win for everybody yeah where like you're doing gnarly down rail tricks and then the quarter pipes just to turn around or then like your monkey dropping in and tail whip the fucking ice pick the rail <laughs> on top of the bank to sub <laughs> you uh, know what i mean like yep. that kind of shit would be a sick setup and it's kind of containable yeah that could be a fucking fun setup. I think that's what it is, is mostly the setup. So you allow everybody to express and display their uh, abilities. So I think that's why Skate Park is kind of limiting. Right. Because it is for a different generation and a different style of riding. That makes sense. It doesn't, it doesn't allow for those, like, big brawl, like, BDR, like, fucking, all right, it's a 15-stair handrail, die. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be sick, too. <laughs> what it reminds me of is the one time the Toyota Triple Challenge thing set up with a bunch of shipping containers and wooden ramps and tra uh, flatbed trailers that Trey Jones organized into a setup, and yeah. they threw everyone at it. Street dudes, park dudes, whatever, and everybody just sent it and rode it, and I think with that type of a setup like what you're talking about you just take a parking lot you put shipping containers in there you put wooden ramps in there build rail type stuff put it all together and uh and then you throw everyone at it and you, you format the judging correctly to where you're allowed to mess up you're allowed yeah. to, you know you don't have to have a perfect 45 second run to have a chance and i think people will let loose yeah, I think, and that would be that would be cool with like a stair setup that had multiple different rails mm -hmm. and a hubba, yep. and then it also had like you know how you can do like you know five stair and then drop into a wedge. Yeah. So then the park riders could drop into that and then have like a big quarter with a wedge on it, or like a wedge sub or like wall ride thing. So like everybody can get their technical shit on. You're gonna have the one kid on top who flares into it. You're going to have the kid who's foofanoo in the back rail, hurricane wall slaps, people doing the rail backwards, yep. 540 in the stairs, like also coming back up it, you know what I mean? People jumping up it, 
hitting the rail coming up it you know what i mean you can come off yep. the euro around the rail 543 hard whip whatever the fuck they're doing now you know what i mean all that sort of shit hanger variations out of the wedge on the up rail all that shit could fucking that would be a setup that would allow everybody and i think that's a fairly simple thing to create mm -hmm. and then at the end of the day if you could fucking you know then smash it and burn it fuck yeah that, that fucking fulfills everybody's fucking. yeah just put it in the middle of a giant parking lot so nothing could catch on fire and you just send it yeah fuck yeah just you know what i mean like yeah i mean the, i mean the what the hell do you say the cargo containers you yeah, know what i mean okay. okay we need a <laughs> yeah we need a woodstock 99 you know what i mean we just need a somebody get limp biscuit have them set up the sunoco gas station in dayton and, <laughs> and we're gonna fucking ride some cargo containers and a big fucking handrail and a fucking big quarter pipe with a like a good old five foot quarter pipe with a good sub rail and hitching post and i don't know all that shit where's billy woodfin get him in here <laughs> get Corey w where's his ass build us some ramps dude let's fucking let's get an event going in ohio yeah let's show him how fucking ohio holds it down Hell yeah. we're like the best worst place ever <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um so Bo wanted me to ask you, he messaged me earlier about, oh, I, I mean, something about you're like an animal advocate and you, you like to save raccoons in New Jersey, in New Jersey. Oh, he's fucking, oh, we were, we were at this fucking airplane testing facility that did like aerodynamics. Mm -hmm. uh, Corey Walsh has a clip in it. It's like a giant ass half pipe where oh, they okay. test test like airplane wings and shit yeah and the fucking we were there and an animal a raccoon had fucking like fallen and gotten injured and he was hurt and i was trying to nurse him back to health but that was a failed very failed attempt oh that sucks and i like carried him with us everywhere and i had him like in the car and like a shirt of mine and he fucking he ended up dying when we were out getting pizza and i came back and then i just was like well you came from the trash i'm putting you back in the trash <laughs> <laughs> somebody's like random trash can got a fucking poor like adolescent raccoon damn but this year i've caught a bunch of fucking raccoons and possums in the yard yeah this little baby ones because i always like feed animals in this neighborhood because fuck with possums are like my favorite creature i caught a raccoon this year too a little baby one had them in my car they're mean motherfuckers oh yeah they can be for sure and they they're scrappy yeah, motherfucker, like, I, I, I tried to get him to eat some fucking... I just seen him, like, trying to cross the road, and he was, like, a little bit too young. Mm -hmm. He couldn't, like, climb a tree, so I just, like, threw a t-shirt on him to get him, like, off the road. Yeah. That motherfucker was just mean as dog shit, dude. Like, just mean. Possums aren't bad. You can just, like, pick them up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But raccoons, they're fucking mean. That's funny. Uh, can you tap the camera button a couple times? And, camera uh, button? Yeah, it froze again. Just turn off. Yeah, but uh, that's that's weird. Uh, you look like like HD on this side versus before. Uh, it was like fucking Minecraft pixelated. Yeah, well. Uh, so I got a couple more things here. What what do you and Corey Schneider consume as young people that give you the anti aging <laughs> drug? Damn, Corey's the fucking out of our group of friends. He's like one of the last few that like. Well, number one isn't dead, or in jail, or on drugs. <laughs> so, shout out to Corey. Also, Corey's fucking extremely talented on fucking oh, he's anything incredible. with two wheels. Um, I don't know, dude. Too much Mountain Dew. You both, like, talking to him. 
I mean, actually, I talked to him at uh, Woodward. Apparently, yeah. they were almost the same age, and he was just extremely, extremely young when he was in those videos with you at uh, Alleg- was it Allegheny Skate Park. Yeah, with like Hattrick and Miller and Todd, all the dudes. The yeah, in- indoor skate park. Ugh, dude, I'm just waiting for my hair to fucking keep going, and I just get a sick scallet, dude. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> just look like complete trash. Be oh sick. my god, it's funny. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to bring up Corey's name because I remember the, him in those videos with you and just then talking to him and be like, so like, how do you guys not age? And then finding out he's like my age. I'm like, so what were you 12 in the videos with Zach? Like what the hell? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. It's something in the water out there, dude. I don't know. We're all just fucking like a bunch of Germans in the fucking mountains, dude. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck it is, but yeah, it's funny. It's okay. Yeah, Corey's, Corey's the sickest. Yeah, he's incredible and super nice guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so we made it a whole almost two and a half hours without talking about 3D printing at all. So maybe that's we... funny. It's because I just came from doing all that shit. I was just talking the other podcast. Well, uh, I'm going to I'll show this and say because I, I don't know if you've been thinking about it all, but I have not forgot about this. I just have been too busy and oh, you're all good. It's going to happen. But uh, have you have you got new stuff? You just posted a new pedal concept that is super sick. Do you have one close by? Um, the spindle. I can go get one in my basement. Yeah, do that, and I'll just give me, give go me one over second. It. I'm gonna fucking adios. I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, grab a couple things. Uh, okay. So, so what he's grabbing right now is a insert. Maybe not an insert because it's a sleeve that goes over an existing pedal spindle that converts it to be the same as the Odyssey pedal spindle so you can use other pedal spindles in the Odyssey shells or the shells that he's making that have plastic pins on them versus the metal pins or the the grindable ones on the bottom and it's just a really cool DIY once again concept that I uh, am intrigued by. Just it's. I'm gonna so go sick. get more. Okay, okay, that's cool. Sorry. No, you're good. Um. So I wanted to close this one out talking about the 3D printing and stuff because it's just so cool what he's got going on. And if people haven't seen it yet, there's also a like a 40 minute or something video on my channel about 3d printed pedals and just Zach talking about different stuff with him. But, uh, for people who haven't seen it, it's just rad. Okay. I got my, my cow coffee. So, you know, okay, cool. Okay. Um, so these are actually going out to Mr. Uh, Bobby. What's his last name? You, I thought that Bobby shared that, but I thought it might be for Billy. Bobby Altizer. Yes, that's it. I made these for him. These are samples of the new spindles. There's a bunch of other dudes who are printing them, too, because um, I, I am starting to formulate a uh, terrible redneck language. I apologize. Formulate some. Uh... <laughs> formulate. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, other individuals in the community, people are getting printers for Christmas because they're so damn cheap anymore. Yeah. And just like being able to 
rapid prototype and build things together. And uh, the dudes at like the Yeah, um, yep, Matt, know, Matt Smith, and uh, Mr. Lowheed. If I'm saying his last name correctly. And Kevin. Um, he's a printer as well, so he beta tests and stuff with me as well. God but the it. new it concept. It froze again. It froze again, and you're trying Damn to it. show something. Of course. Uh, of course, right? Yep. You're... It's funny because on, on your end, you're fucking like crystal clear. I don't That's know super weird. Uh, it, it's still frozen. Still frozen. It came back for a second and then said, see ya. God it damn. seems that. All right. Let's try this reconnecting thing one last time and hope that it works. I'll call yeah, you in two seconds. Can't lose out on the 3D printing discussion. All right. <laughs> God dang it. Uh, all right. So what were you showing? Okay. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's because, like, how long. And it's just, like, the bandwidth can't handle it. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so okay. this is this is one of the spindle designs. Yep. So what it is is, obviously, the JCPC pedals mm -hmm. require, like, the, the, uh, OEM. the OEM ones have, like, the specific spindle for them. Yep. And, obviously, those are older than me you know what i mean that was shit that like when i was 20 was like popping mm -hmm. and finding spindles for those or the pedals entirely usually you have to buy like the whole thing off of fucking ebay or like that i mean there ain't shit odyssey right. ain't getting them like especially all the shit going on with like china's zero covid rules and shit like yeah. obviously it's not a priority for them right so that creates a supply strain on this pedal design right so what i've come up with using both because uh, you and i had talked before too that we know that there's different loose ball mm -hmm. spindles out there yep ones that have like a 12 millimeter socket on the end nut and then there's the one that's like a nine millimeter yep um that are like in your bsd uh rat trap yep. safari whatever the hell name brand blah 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 uh they're like you know, one's longer, one's 114 mil, one's 117 mil, one's longer, one has different uh, outer diameter, inner diameter. They're all changing a little bit. Mm -hmm. So what I did, I came up with an idea of uh, shims right. or a conversion kit for your traditional. This one right here, I took these out of some um, Odyssey uh, twisted PC pedals. Yeah. Which this is the 114 millimeter long spindle. And then the shim fits over top of it. It tightens down with the washer and nut on. And these will work in like the OEMs. And they'll also work in the, you know, 3D printed bodies as well. So, and these are also the, my third versions, which are pretty cool because I have like the cutouts in them. They're also oh, like nice. way thicker in comparison to like the version twos the different undersides and shit like that. So mm -hmm. thicker, different pin design. Once again, working with riders and people in the community, we come up with ideas. Hey, could we do this? Could we do that? Um, but yeah, so this conversion kit fits the, um, like the older pedal or older pedal spindles. And then this is the sleeve for the other one has the outer bushing piece. This fits like the BSD Safari pedals, the animal rat trap pedals. So I'm trying to make it so like any old loose ball bearing pedals you have laying around. Yeah. That you could just convert them by recycling the spindle 
and then putting them into these pedals. Right. I'm trying to think of something where I might do like pedal recycling, where like somebody sends in their pedals, and you get like I don't know a deposit, we'll call it. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then I take I recycle the spindle out of there. Right. And then I build them pedals, and then the other plastic I have to look into being able to actually recycle that as well here at a local facility to make it into 3D printing filament. That's awesome. So, yeah, because nobody's doing that shit, dude. Everybody literally breaks something, you just throw it away. And that's so oh, fucking right. painful. Right, because like, you don't know, like, up till this point, you don't know what else you could even do with it. Yeah, it's literally. Like, think of how many point. fucking plastic things are in the ocean, bike parts, because... And I am the least environmental person. Like, I'm like... Yeah. But it's just like, dude, if you can conserve and you can make cool things and you can do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Why, why not? not? Right. Yeah. That's that's a super cool concept. And uh, for anybody who wants to know more about all that 3D printing stuff, I feel like we covered it pretty extensively when we talked the first time. So, like, check that video out. Watch the bike check to see all of the parts you did. Uh, have you gone further with the bottom bracket thing? Um, I have released the file out for individuals, uh, mm -hmm. cause a lot of, it's interesting because America is totally different than like Europe. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that because the European homies are just all about it. Like, yeah. There's a lot more people in other countries who are all about 3d printing or have friends who do it or fly drones and they use it to make parts. And you know what I mean? Like, so they eat it up and especially with, uh, release like the, STEP files, the step files, like uh -huh. that's how you open it on like CAD. Um, and then you can manipulate it. You can edit it to be whatever size you need because obviously there's no universal bottom bracket size. Um, I kind of want, and I might do this. I, I was thinking about doing like frames with like quartz. Yeah. And just doing like a small batch of frames that came with the guard. Oh, on nice. Them. Yeah. And it came with like shims for like a 19, 22, or 24 mm -hmm. spindle. It fits that particular frame. I'd include like three guards with it. Yeah. And I just call it like the killdozer or something fucking sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right? Like it's got the bottom bracket guard. I figured that'd be a sick name. Mm -hmm. um, something like that could be fun to do. Um, but yeah, if you can edit the files and stuff, I know that's a bit much right now. And I would like to make more. Uh, you know, the universal thing is just like the bottom brackets are also different. Some of them like the dog bone design. Right. Some of them are just like smooth ones, like the solid built ones for American made frames. So, eh, it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but it's also something that, like, you know, engineering wise, it's just fun. It's a challenge. Yeah. Well, just, it's. This is a challenge, you know? It's you having to get hands on with every one of those bottom bracket on a frame so that you can make it too yeah I mean, that's that's not exactly easy to do yeah so that's why like the easier solution i think would be like number one if you want to do it yourself here's everything to do it yourself i'll mm -hmm. gladly let that information out and the other concept is to do something working with like a frame company where it comes already existing on the frame yeah which would be and sweet then there you go you want you want this get this frame yeah so that's that's where I would want to go with that. I still might run with that killdozer idea because that's aggressive as fuck, and I fuck with that. It's pretty cool. Do yeah. like yellow frames, make up some sick details, oh, and then yeah. have like the guard on it. You know what I mean? That would be 
pretty have sick. it say like sometimes reasonable men must do unreasonable things <laughs> like <laughs> on the down tube like, yeah uh, that'd, be tight. that'd be pretty hilarious and fitting but uh yeah it's it's cool that you can like these these tops that i make you know the plastic pins because plastic pins are nicer than the steel pins that are oem like you know makes makes your shins not as afraid <laughs> yeah these are hot boy because grinds are like pedal grinds are fucking everybody's doing that shit mm-hmm. and these like fit with the oems these bushing designs fit with the oems yeah it's so sick you know what i mean so you have a bunch of options like it's cool that if you want to just like cool you run run the oem tops and you just need some of these you can mm-hmm. get these if you want to I don't know. I plan on like finally like getting around to making like a actual place to order them, do something like that. Because I just got like shirts and stickers and shit for us them. So I'm probably just gonna fucking eventually. I gotta fucking make a website and yeah, actually you, purchase that shit. It's dude, do Shopify. It's super easy and it works. Uh, uh, dude, so my biggest thing is like I gotta get like I'm so like adamant about getting things tested because you can run like um through like fusion 360 like my cad program i can mm-hmm. do like stress testing yeah but like it don't mean shit right like even think of like odyssey and the r32 forks they're testing they literally did some of the most rigid testing i've ever seen right and yet i cracked the fucking dropouts from every time of me tightening the wheel down loosening it tightening it down loosening it and that fatigued it enough that i cracked the welds on the dropouts None of the other shit stressed it, but that sort of test is real world versus the mechanical test. Just like a like a CAD program can only do forces in certain directions. Right. So being able to like have it product tested by like real people and people like of all skill levels and riding levels, I think is like you know important too. Because like the way you ride is different than the way I ride versus a kid who just started versus who's been riding for thirty years like. Yeah. So. Uh, for sure. Yeah. There's a, I a totally understandable like barriers to entry for you on that for doing taking that next step with it. Um, somebody asked, where it go? What printer would be recommended for a starter, if possible? Um, the one that I always suggest, and I still run. I got three of them are the if you go to like micro center mm-hmm. they're literally two hundred dollars right now which is a hundred and fifty dollars less than what i paid for my first one dang they're decreasing in price because they're becoming so popular that they're lowering in price because so many people are buying them yeah um it's creality makes the ender 3 version 2 that's yeah. what i fuck with heavy it's a little bit more manual because you have to do like all your settings and bed leveling yourself but once you learn it and you realize that like the world on the internet and there's nine million free files of things for you to download it's like napster all over again Mm -hmm. it's literally like i'm not downloading movies i'm not downloading uh metallica to upset lars (laughs) i'm downloading fucking car parts bike parts um key rings anything you can fucking imagine dude little stupid trinkets you're into fucking figurines like Mm -hmm. anything out there man and the fact that like if you learn cad 
you can literally engineer and design parts. You can fucking design solutions. You can go out and like break your air vent on your truck and be like, all right, I got to fucking measure this out and build one and then replace it. Mm-hmm. Like just being able to do shit like that. It's not just about rapid proto testing, prototyping, excuse me, but it's about also just literally now you can make components and with the filaments getting even better, like with the new, they just came out with like the carbon fiber infused nylon oh. by Coex. Um, dude, and you can run that shit on an ender. Like just being able to do like carbon infused nylon. Like that's something that a clot is like, look at our glass filled or carbon fiber filled products. Mm-hmm. It's like, shit, I can make that in my basement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's fucking insane, dude. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. So I don't know. It's a fun hobby too, especially here in the Midwest in the winter. And it's just, dude, I just nonstop make shit. And every day I'm making something. And people are like, yeah, but doesn't it take long? I'm like, yo, if I got to order pedals. Oh, I'll that's order, a good point. I'll order from Albies, right? Yep. So I place the order. That day they file the order. It goes to UPS or whoever. One full day of shipping. And then by the next day it's delivered in the afternoon. It's three days. I literally start a pair of pedals at night I go to bed I wake up and I do have more machines don't get me wrong but like it takes six hours to print this Mm -hmm. so you need four of these so 24 hours it's still even with one machine it's faster to print all these and you can print just what you need yeah you know what I mean once you make the pedal you can grind the shit out of this and then just put on another one right you know what I mean so just being able to do shit like that I don't know. That's just like me being a hands-on person and super basically autistic about all of it. I just, (laughs) (laughs) it's what it really is. Yeah. Uh, It's a really cool concept. And yeah, to just reiterate again, I mean, we went super in depth on this stuff in the video, so I don't want to repeat too much stuff with you. Yeah. But it's, it's so awesome. And I think it's only going to keep going further and further. Yeah, the technology, like, the companies that make, like, your apps and stuff, is they're constantly, like, reaching out and contacting, like, uh, to better refine the, the you know, their software. Um, the technology coming along now, did you see they made, like, 5-axis uh, 3D printing? So before, when you would do, like... Uh, you're you know, gonna like, uh, if you're gonna demonstrate, you gotta refresh your camera again. God first. damn it! Dude. I know. This just doesn't want me to talk about it. I uh, I was letting it go, but uh, if you're gonna, yeah, okay. Oh, you're good. good. I was just gonna say like, the undersides, like where if you have something like, um, you have to fill in underneath your object. Mm-hmm. You have to use supports. You're right. Now they have like machine heads that can actually like print upside down. So basically, what so, you're saying for people who don't fully get it is like if you print a flat thing and you want it to be three inches above your thing you have to have supports underneath of that to be able to build up because it starts at the bottom and goes up what you're saying is it can literally do it in space yeah i'll I'll fucking like show you a video of it sometime it's pretty sick like the head the head twists so it can like go upside down and print so and that's just and that's not even like commercial manufacturing. This is just like a thirty dollar part. Wow, that's you know what I mean. That like you just buy and put on your thing, and it's just like, 
Yeah, there's definitely like a learning curve to it. Um, Spencer, I'm sure he's he can uh, account for that. It's a pain in the ass, mm. and it is a little bit overwhelming. But once you like understand the machine and what it's capable of, it's just like limitless. Yeah, that's it's it's just sick to just be able to like, if you have an idea, you literally were like, hey man, I want to do like head tube badges. Yeah, and I'm I... like. In two Hi, days, Brant. they were done. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Brant, I don't know how to do that at all. Like, I have no idea how to take this image that you sent me, but I'm going to watch YouTube videos of like 12 year old kids who are smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned how to do it. And then I printed them and I sent them to you. Like, it's that's so fucking insane that I'm just like a, a normal dude. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm not a manufacturer. Yeah, I'm not. A, I just got a fucking like $200 machine in my basement. And I just have an eagerness to learn how to make things and boom. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it's it's rad and it's a thing that I think more and more people will get into as time goes and the machines get as cheap as they can be possibly. Yeah, and, and like they're making new ones now that like they cost more. The only reason I say like the Ender two, uh excuse me, Ender three V twos is because like they're really uh, good machines as far as the product they produce mm -hmm. they are more manual and that's why they're cheap yeah. there are ones that cost more and they'll have more features like you don't have to set up as much shit and you don't oh, okay. have to like balance your little bed and everything and they'll make machines in the future that literally you just they plug them in and you print right like it's only a matter of time like they're they have ones now that have like lidar on them uh, so they oh. can like see the bed and they can measure it and they understand the flow rate coming out of the nozzle and it can adjust like that's insane yeah. so it's only going to be a matter of time until like this literally is napster dude like it's like your printer for printing on paper at that point where you just buy it you set it up you push print on the internet and then it does it yeah i mean dude it sounds crazy and i mean the reluctance for any sort of technology is people are like no that ain't gonna happen but like i'm I know that in a few years, this is going to be like the thing. Yeah. Like if you want a, want something, you're going to literally going to be able to make it yourself at your house. It's a new, obviously certain forms of manufacturing are always going to exist and need to exist. Yeah. But a lot of other things, this is a gap filler, not to mention the plastic that you can use here isn't petroleum based. So your recycling aspects, your green, Okay. concepts behind it yeah. like that's a big major thing where you're not contributing to waste anymore and you have a product that is biodegradable right. like it's definitely the future whether people like want to say i'm ruining the industry or not fuck me <laughs> <laughs> i'm just an enthusiast go. and i'm just trying to share my knowledge with other people and then who knows young kids might get into this or they have it in their shop class at high school make some products, put their friends' names, their, like, little group of friends on it, and maybe one of them end up as a fucking engineer or something, you know what I mean? And ends up being the, a next, the next big bike company. Just Yeah, from... dude, like, just, I mean, shit, dude, I, like, it's insane that, like, yeah, you want a stem design? Like, I can design stems. Oh, a sprocket? I can design that, like. Yeah, it's sick. And then you take that and you make it in 3d printing and then you take that and go boop oh now we're gonna do cnc and it's a yep. real sprocket that you put on your bike not to say that the 3d printing wouldn't hold up for a sprocket for a little bit but yeah obviously Dude, just imagine 
Um, it, we're only a few years out until uh, like aluminum 3D printing becomes more affordable. That will be so crazy. Right now, they have at-home um, CNC machines that are only like four grand. Wow. I know that's a lot right now, but like, imagine just being able to like download uh, SNM's new fucking sprocket, and it's a file. Yeah. And you have I... an at-home. Everyone has at-home fucking CNC machines, and you just put your block of aluminum in. You pay the fucking whatever for the sprocket design, mm-hmm. because everything's becoming so fucking expensive that it's like. Prices are only going to keep going up. Yeah. This is a way to make things more affordable and still accessible. Right. Yeah, it takes some more hands-on work, but, like, that's the whole thing. If everybody wants to chime in about, like, the future and clean energy, it takes fucking work to be clean. Right. It takes work to be able to, like, be able to recycle. Like, you could just throw everything away or you could fucking, you know, actually clean shit and reuse it and recycle and conserve and... Yeah. But hey, there's a, you know, if you're going to practice what you preach or just yell on the internet about it, like most people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man, uh, let's refresh the camera one last time. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. And we're done. It's over. It's fine. <laughs> we're done after that. I just want to have you actually there to be able to wind down. God, all right. It's, it was there and then it went away. Dude, I don't understand. You're like fucking crystal clear on my end. I don't know. This has happened before, but I don't know. The You're like literally in a beautiful like Microsoft. I uh, am Windows field. Windows field. I am Windows baby. <laughs> uh, Same. I'm on my PC, so I can't say shit. I like. I kind of like PC over Mac for some things. Yeah, I'm on a Mac with Windows background. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway. I appreciate your time, and this is just like when we sat in the hospital parking lot talking after riding for three hours every time we rode. Oh, dude, I can fucking, that's all I can do is talk. I love fucking talking because, I mean, shit, everybody's got experiences and stories, and talking is the only way to learn. Yep, so talk to people, and uh, we're going to have to do this again and just talk about whatever. Yeah, I'm totally down, like, and just fucking rant about all sorts of shit like i don't even fucking get into like too much shit i mean yeah. i could totally fucking if we want to just have like theory based conversations about shit it would be really fun yeah to like bounce ideas about like where we see trajectory of like bmx culture oh. the culture yeah. war that we're in the midst of like all the shit you could really get into some like politics and do some like really like third party perspectives like where do you see things where do i where try to come to like a middle ground and understanding get people's input yep all that kind of shit could be fun too because i mean we're we're a part of everything that's going on in the world right now so yeah and to do it live in this format where people can give their thoughts in it in real time and then have these discussions where we get other people's input at the same time it's just cool and that's what we used to do when we would ride is talk about where we saw yeah, BMX and everything going. So, yeah. People eat that shit up, too. It's like the Joe Rogan shit. It's just like normal people just having a conversation about... You kind of detach yourself from your own perspectives and you talk things theoretically. Yeah. I'm totally cool with people calling me the Joe Rogan of BMX. I'm totally... Yeah. I mean, I've been <laughs> fucking... I had people stop me and be like, man, your voice sounds like Joe Rogan. Like, what? No, but... Yeah, okay. I mean, it's, just, it's just like BMX needs that too. This is the way that you can express personality in in, in BMX. It's good. 
Yeah. And I'm happy that you actually like want to talk about shit and aren't just like you aren't aren't just like, dude. I see so many other podcasts. I ain't gonna fucking mention names, but like, thank God. Just keep asking real questions. Talk to people about prod them a little bit. Make them explain their stances. Yeah, what's well, the whole point of what I? I mean, not the whole point. I don't want to make it come across that way, but it is a very yeah. important thing in what I'm doing. It was very conscious from the beginning that I wanted to try and have an impact on BMX through being able to talk about the things that we aren't allowed to talk about in ways that make people think and don't just piss them off for that it being brought up. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely sick, dude. And that isn't, it is really important because that's like where the individuality that we talked about that you can't necessarily explain in filming or photography. Mm -hmm. This is the real way to make people understand who individuals are. Yeah. And that's the biggest and most important part of what BMX is, in my opinion. It's not yep. just riding. It's just who, who, who is behind all the shit. So but, what I'm going to do, so I'm going to say, remind me in one month to text Zach Kerber about podcast. <laughs> Hey Siri. <laughs> January eighth, I'll be texting you, and cool. uh, we'll plan another one. So thank you for your time, and uh, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, man. Keep it up, and yeah, don't just do podcasts where you're like, "So, what's your favorite color? <laughs> what do you like to ride? Nope. How long? You know what I mean? Like that shit. Like yep. don't do that. Never have, and don't plan to start. Be like, I want to hear, what's your most childhood tra traumatic event? <laughs> Tell me a story. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All, all right. right. Yeah, if I don't get off here, I'll sit here all night. So good night, Same everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Tired, dude. We'll see y'all tomorrow. All right, later, man. See ya. See you, Brent. <laughs>